I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Under pressure, sacked by Quentin Williams. Got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like, Get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing in the locker room. Touchdown chance. Where the hell is everyone? <laughs> I am by myself right now. I am oh so excited to be here with you guys. We'll have Green Bean hopping in, in just a few minutes, and then Richie's gonna drop in around 8:15, 8:30. But uh, yeah, welcome on in to Talking Jets. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. The Derek Carr news, Aaron Rodgers, what's going on with him, Ryan Tannehill. we got the new hire in Todd Downing. Stuff going on around the NFL. We could talk about the Super Bowl. whole bunch of things to do. I have a poll in the live chat right now. Who do you prefer? Now, I know most of us are going to be on the Jimmy G, or sorry, not Jimmy G, are going to be on the uh, Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr train, 100%. I get that. But let's eliminate those two out of the conversation. And I just want to go down to Jimmy Garoppolo and Ryan Tannehill because I'm just, I'm interested to see where the fan base kind of sits on this. Who do you prefer, Jimmy G or Ryan Tannehill? Live poll is in the live chat if you, uh, you know, feel so inclined. Uh, Ryan S., thank you so much for becoming the newest member of the channel. Much appreciated, brother. Make sure you look for those new emojis in there. We got some J-E-T-S, guys. Drop some J-E-T-S in the chat for our newest member. Uh, Harold says, can't answer the poll question because I don't prefer those quarterbacks. Yeah, I think a lot of us probably don't. I'm starting to warm up a little bit more on Tannehill than I was a few weeks ago. And I don't know if that's like a like I'm being beat down and <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of stuff or if I'm legitimately like mildly neutral on on winding up with Tannehill. Uh, yeah, but I would be underwhelmed for sure. Uh, it is Valentine's Day today. So if you would like to show how much you like or love or lust for our Talking Jets panel, make sure you hit that like button. Always goes a long way. Uh, guys in the chat, go through some comment questions before Green Bean pops in here. Tony says, can't vote Rogers or bust. Uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, NY Super Jets fan said, who's on your that way and who's on your other side? LOL. Yeah, I don't have anyone to my this way. I don't have anyone to my that way <laughs> right now. Uh, I'm sure they'll be in here. Uh, Hennessy says, the guys saw the poll and said, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Not showing up. Ryan's doing this solo. Yeah, I would say that's uh, probably about right. Uh, Mr. Richard Chimney's Burner says, asking to pick between Jimmy G and Tanny is like asking if you rather drown or burn to death. Um, yeah, I, I'm taking drowning. 
still, I either way, it's, it's these wouldn't be great options. Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill, uh, it's a a lot to be desired for sure. Um, Kev Lowe says, I prefer none. I'd rather stick with Wilson, Rogers, or Lamar, or Bust. Entirely uh, not an uncommon perspective, I think. I think a lot of people, or there's people out here, and I don't think they're wrong, if you don't believe the quarterback that you're paying a bunch of money to can get you to a Super Bowl, then it's not worth paying that quarterback. And that could be where you kind of lump Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill, and maybe to a lesser extent Derek Carr into those categories if you think they can't win one. Um, But that being said, a lot of quarterbacks don't win one until they do. So I don't know if that's necessarily like the worst thing, but I, I, Kev, I I know where you're, where you're going with this. Uh, TJ Decker says, I'd like Jimmy a lot more if he played more than half the games. I think that's sort of where I fall on this. Like I actually like Jimmy Garoppolo's overall talent better than Tannehill's. Um, I just don't trust his health. Woke Hogan says Tannehill's numbers are on par with Carr. Um, yeah, I don't know what his, what's his average. That's what I, that's, that's more so what I kind of want to find out. I don't particularly like that. I don't know how to differentiate the success of Ryan Tannehill and the success of Derrick Henry. For me, it's, you know, it's a chicken or the egg almost situation. Not, I mean, I, I think Derrick Henry is like the best running back or one of the best running backs to, to come through the league in a while. So it's obviously going to slant more towards him <laughs> than it is uh, Tannehill. Uh, so let's see, Tannehill's last few years, he's only got four years over 4,000 yards. This guy is not not Derek Carr, in my opinion. He is discount Derek Carr. He is old Derek Carr. He is, I don't, I don't even know how to say it. I mean, at least he's played in almost all the games for these last three seasons. He missed five games this past year. He played in all of them in 2021 and all of them in 2020. Uh, and those were years he had 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and 3,700 yards, 21 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. I would say this is probably the safe baseline for where the Jets ultimately end up at quarterback. Like, I don't know if you're going to get to the level of maybe the the Jacoby Brissett or the Baker Mayfield or, or insert whatever other kind of quarterback, Gardner Minshew, in there. I think they're definitely going veteran quarterback. I think Carr almost eliminates the possibility of you eventually going back to Zach. Jimmy G, Tannehill, and Rodgers, those three in particular, I feel like opens the door more so than not for a uh, you know a reunion, not a reunion tour, but like a comeback tour for, for Zach Wilson if he eventually turns it around. Uh, Ron Weiss. Ron says, thank you guys for the past two seasons for me. Thank you guys for the for at least the past two seasons for me. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. It's always, uh, always nice to have you guys in the chat. Uh, I look forward to Tuesdays. This is, you know, I, we joke about this being Jets therapy, but this is definitely more therapeutic than not. <laughs> I, I mean, you guys got me through the the ups and downs of the whole Jet season, and uh, I've made a bunch of cool friends along the way. And uh, here is one of our friends right now. Let me get him linked up and switch over to here. Wham, Mr. Greenbean. How you doing there, guy? Hey, what are you doing? What's going on, man? Sorry I'm late. That's all good. I came in and did the intro, and I was like, 
Where did everyone go? <laughs> I'm by myself. <laughs> yeah, it's How weird, right? On a Tuesday night. I mean, Monday it's fine to be by yourself mm-hmm. sometimes, but Tuesday it's weird, right? I know. It's uncomfortable. How are you doing? Yeah. Uh, what am well, all? Let me say the happy Valentine's Day, Ryan. Happy Valentine's, happy Valentine's Day to you as well. Did you do anything yeah. good for Meryl? Nothing. Um, <laughs> I got but, back of some flowers. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing, and, and, I'll, and I'll tell everybody this. It's a bigger day for us. I shared this with both you and O'Leary. Um, Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Meryl, it just so happened, my awesome sausage wife happened to get sober on Valentine's Day. It's her first day clean. So today she celebrates 17 years, bro, without a single shot of heroin not one puff of crack nothing not even a beer. That's a long time that's Isn't great it? especially when you like heroin as much as we do over here well you that's like, that's what's so terrifying it's such like a that that to me is the most terrifying of drugs because it's it's so highly addictive and like it's I, i've just seen people go down some scary paths so to be able to come out of that is is truly uh you know impressive yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's scarier now. Like, look, the last time uh, I ever did it, right? Like, we, now it's this fentanyl stuff, right? Like, it's like people are dying. It's like a 500 times stronger than heroin. It wasn't, like, out there yet. So the last time I ever did it, I just did my normal thing, and it was so strong that I drove through a telephone pole uh, in West Orange, I I, th- I tell you guys, uh, I tore down the power lines to the Turtleback Zoo. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez, I know exactly <laughs> where that is. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know. But that's why I mean, I was high for like, I mean, I got arrested. I was high mm. for twenty four hours from one, and that's I didn't realize it then that that's what I got. I, I was very beginning of fentanyl, and uh, I'm very grateful that I didn't. Uh, I, if I would have made it home, I was going to do twice as much. Mm-hmm. And I would have died. So I'm very grateful for that. Uh, it's a weird, weird world in there, man. So anyway, happy Valentine's Day. But over here, it's bigger than Valentine's Day. It's uh, it's my wife's uh, sober date. So we do that. I love it. That's even more worth yeah. celebrating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we've got a whole bunch of stuff to go into Jets-wise. Uh, Tony hops in. Tony says, welcome, Green Bean, our Howard Cosell. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Tony? Good to see you, buddy. Nice to be. Uh, it's nice to be here with you guys. I'm again sorry I was late, but we got plenty of time. Oh, we got plenty. Richie will be here around eight fifteen to eight thirty somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts on on the Super Bowl. I want to talk a little bit about this past weekend. We obviously had the big game. Uh, yeah. Do you think the Jets try to model their you know futures after either one of the teams we saw? What did you like? What did you dislike about the game? The performances? Anything like that? Well, I thought it was I thought it was a very good game, right? I thought mm-hmm. it was fun. I thought that it was competitive. I mean, all the way till the end. I mean, it was just one of those it was a very exciting game. I thought Jalen Hurts uh really looked I mean, two years ago, they were they were talking about throwing this guy in the garbage, right? And uh mm-hmm. even though he didn't win, uh what he he accounted for was it five touchdowns? Like two rushing. Yeah, I mean, he had at least the he had three rushing, and then he had the the pass to Div- AJ Brown and Goddard. Maybe were those the two? Yeah, I, I think that's what like, it was. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, so any, it's just you know, I thought I thought it was a very good game. I know the thing is with the second half. I mean, look, uh, the Eagles they had it, they had mm-hmm. it, man. Right, they had it. 
And uh, the, the Chiefs came out and they did Chiefs things. You know, this is why Mahomes is the currently, in my opinion, the top dog. He he knows when to turn it on. He knows how to take it over. And there's lots of talent around him, so he knows what to do. But, dude, I mean, even with that ankle of his, I mean, you could see it. It was – that was – orchestrated by Patrick Mahomes. And they came out in the second half, and they were borderline unstoppable. And the Eagles, what did they say? I forget what they scored in the second half, but uh, the defense clamped down. Yeah, not much, right? Uh, I thought yeah, it was a great I was game. Impressed. You, yeah, you look at the offensive and defensive lines, man. That's where that's where the money is anymore. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, granted, you need that quarterback, right? You got to have a quarterback that can – that can play with here's an interesting thing like so we went live for it ryan you i think you popped Mm -hmm. in right so we were just hanging out (laughs) we were you know just watching the game and everybody was saying things like the jets need a quarterback that can compete with mahomes right and uh, i i want to tell everybody i i disagree with that like you don't need like there's only a there's only one Patrick Mahomes. You know, you get a if we get an Aaron Rodgers, he's one. You got a Tom Brady, you know, there's a Peyton Manning. And and that's all well and good, but you got to remember it's not the quarterback that competes with Mahomes. It's Sauce and Reed and Michael Clemens and Quinnen. Those are the guys competing with Mahomes. All you need from your quarterback is time-consuming drives that end up in the end zone, Ryan. That's it. You don't have to have Mahomes. You know what I mean? Uh, It's well put. I think when people are saying that, though, they're definitely saying the like, we need to go toe to toe the same way we got all giddy about Sam Darnold going toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers at the end of his rookie year. That's the type of caliber play you're hoping for. And like someone who turns the like turns around, hands the ball off, maybe like a Tannehill is not really making me feel all warm and fuzzy going up against the other elite AFC quarterbacks. Yeah, Tannehill's not the way. I, I don't like your poll one bit. I, I had to enter it. <laughs> right? It makes me <laughs> make my stomach squirm. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I mean, look, the truth is, like, you know, this is the way to look. It's like, you know, you know we got to organize our thoughts properly. You can get mad about anything, right? You can go, oh, they fucking blew it, man. It's just, if they get this guy, it's a way. And we can do that up and down and all every day and, uh, for many reasons, but the truth is, and this is, I think we may have discussed it, but if Ryan Tannehill, who I don't want, all right, but if Ryan Tannehill was on the 2022 Jets, do you think we make the playoffs? I don't know. Do I was just, I was looking at that. So, so his stats this past year, he played 12 games. So it, like, I don't know how many Zach played, but it's probably ish in that ballpark. Um Yeah. Right. You know, maybe 10 is what Zach played. Uh, They got 2,500 yards, so that is an average of 211 yards per game. He had 13 touchdowns and six interceptions. I don't think – I don't think that gets us in. But he also had like – he got destroyed. His offensive line was horrible this past year. They lost so many people. So Even with those – what was his completion percentage, did you say? Completion percentage was sixty five point two percent. Yep. So do you you don't think that thirteen and six, thirteen TDs, six picks? <sighs> Let's say one of those touchdowns happens in the Patriots game. Yeah. You know what I mean, we're in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess he's got more than a touchdown per game. <laughs> 12, 12 touchdowns over the course of eleven games is. Yeah. Or uh, thirteen touchdowns over the course of twelve games is. Again, not 
great. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and the whole point I see is what like, you're saying, though. Right. We're not you, that you, you add an extra, what, five games? You're adding an extra probably – I mean, at, you're adding an extra at least 1,000 yards because that's what his per-game average was. So you're talking 3,500 yards if you get the full season out of him. So it's not it, – it looks worse because you're missing those games. But the average maybe isn't yeah. as bad because maybe you're talking like – 18 touchdowns, eight, nine interceptions. Yeah. But, and, and that's the whole thing. It's like this team we have now, and it sucks because we don't know. There's always, you know, we don't even know which players are going to be retained. You're going to lose guys who might not have McGovern or this guy or that guy. So you don't know what's going to happen next year. But the truth is, is this team was constructed to really compete in this window with Zach, right? Like it was, it was constructed to compete and have this two or three year window with a rookie corner quarterback contract, right? That's what it mm -hmm. was. And if Zach could have just been average, I think we have a case that we're a competing team. And then the defense has to shut down the great quarterbacks. And I, and I don't get me wrong. I get it when, you know, I understand, you know, the whole thing, you know, Sammy versus Rogers and, and they, right. They always do that. No matter how you slice it, it's the quarterback versus the quarterback, mm -hmm. Peyton versus Brady. And, and it is to some degree, mm -hmm. but as far as on the field, if you have a defense that can stymie Mahomes in the same way that this defense of ours makes Josh Allen have fits, um, you know, we can, we can do some stuff. So again, I don't want Ryan Tannehill. He's 35 years old and he's just, I didn't even like him coming out. Like I just didn't mm -hmm. like, I don't like Ryan Tannehill and he's fine, I guess. But, um, even with that kind of play, I think, uh, I think we're, we're a better team. Sad to say. <sighs> I mean, I, you're not wrong because our play has been so horrible. I, I Like every year, I just sort of get stuck in this mindset of like, well, it can't be worse than last year. And we went from like 33rd ranked quarterback to 39th. <laughs> it's like, son of a bitch. Like, yeah. I, I'm never saying that again because Tannehill could come here and, you know, he's going to play 40th. <laughs> We're going to find enough backup quarterbacks mm -hmm. that screw us up. I don't sure. know. I just it, it, Tannehill – provides i guess the way i was trying to rationalize it before was like if you eliminate Carr and rogers like obviously those two are going to be at the top of the the list for us uh that's why the poll question in the live chat is jimmy g or ryan Tannehill because that's the conversation i want to have if the goal is i want to see zach again next year then you can probably go with either guy whichever one you you think you get a better deal on whichever one you have you, you click better with if the goal is to maybe not play Zach at all and you want to redshirt him, Tannehill may be the way you want to go um, just because he's not as injury prone as Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I'll i be honest, I, I really, really hope it's Rodgers because I don't know if I can stomach watching Tannehill all season. Yeah, why, why don't we just get, like, just go out there right now and, and get Carr. Just get him. Fucking stop it. Do you think you know they? I mean? Do you think we're going to make like? Because uh, apparently the Jets called about Carr. We're yeah. the only other team to call about him, other than the Saints. The Saints were the only team to get a trade accepted, which mm -hmm. is interesting for a few reasons. I think one, it's smart for the Jets to make the call. One, because you want to see what's going on with Derek Carr. Two, because you want to at least put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers. If there's any thought he wants to come to New York, you want him to make that decision sooner rather than later. So that way you can move on. You don't want to just, you know, sit by as Carr goes uh, to a different team and you didn't have any skin in the game. Now, the other side of that is, you know, does Carr maybe see like, oh, well, the Jets tried to get me. They wouldn't even like 
and uh, there, there was no offer accepted, what could they possibly, uh, you know, maybe they're all in on me and they didn't want to trade me to the AFC. Like, you don't know what could be going through his head. And I think he's going to do a, a long tour of visits through a, a few different places. And I think if there is a top competitor, he'll get his first choice. And it, the, the rough thing is the entire NFC is kind of off limits for Rodgers, but it's entirely open to Carr. So the, the market for Carr is much larger than it is for Rodgers, I think. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think he should. Like, if it was me, I would take as much. Like, if I have 12 teams interested, I'm going to take all summer and I'm going to visit 12 cities. I'm going to be taken out, wined and dined by 12 different clubs. You know what I mean? And I'm going to, and I, I'm going to pick the place that I think is the best. But um, I think Derek Carr, and you know, look, Aaron Rodgers has, uh, has said it out loud, but I think uh, Derek Carr feels the same way. I'm not going somewhere to be part of a rebuild. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm just not doing it at this point in my career. Derek Carr is 31, so mm -hmm. he's not as old as as uh, Rodgers. But the same thing, he's been on this this just very poorly managed team. He's been the one stalwart on this team of just changing, revolving characters from the from the coach to the coordinators to the defense to the receivers, the offensive line. Like he's had a, just a revolving door of of different people around him. And he's been the guy he missed two games in two years. So he's been the one guy that's, uh, that's there. So I think he, he hasn't said it, but I think he's probably feeling the same way. Like I'm not going to one of these, these teams that are going to take three years. Like they're, you know, and I don't even know if the coaches are any good or, you know, whatever, man, like you have to look, you know, and we could fall into that category for some people. But I think if you look at our team, man, just like Garrett Wilson said, Garrett Wilson said, look, why should uh, Derek Carr come here? Or why should Aaron, he said it for Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Why should Aaron Rodgers come here? Because we're better than the Raiders. That's why. Look mm -hmm. around. Look around, man. You know, and he, he's right. Like, yeah. our problem was quarterback, dude. All mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we had offensive line issues. Even with our just myriad offensive line injuries, we were still not the worst offensive line in the NFL, not even in the bottom five. So, you know, it, our problem was quarterback, you know, and uh, I think that any quarterback can come here and see that, and including Derek Carr. Ron Weiss comes in and says, you guys are missing the third piece of the rush of Jets talk. Yeah, we're missing O'Leary tonight. He is celebrating Valentine's Day with his lovely, lovely lady friend, friend uh, with some amazing Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I'm jealous. Yeah. I, wa I want O'Leary to deliver me Chick-fil-A. <laughs> O'Leary's not committed, man. He's going to go do this girlfriend thing. What is this? It's ridiculous. Yeah? We're crazy, Absolutely. man. See, he'll he'll realize once you get married, you, you escape to your yeah. office and you start talking jets in right. the corner. You know, once you live uh, together and you're married, it's just like, hey, babe, I'm gonna do this. She's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna fucking. She's watch, like, go, uh, go do it. I don't care. You're, yeah, you're home. It's fine. Uh huh. I don't care. It's it's real. It happens. You know. I just went to a meeting with. That's why I was late. I was my wife. Uh, my wife picked up her 17 year medallion. A lot of people don't know what that is, but it's a mm -hmm. it's a big deal. And so I was there to support and, and listen to her cry in front of everybody and all that jazz. But other than That's that, awesome. like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna go fucking get a. You know, like, and if you go out to eat on Valentine's Day, uh -huh. it's bullshit, man. They're limited menus for three times as much. 
know what I mean? Yep. It's busier. You're getting, so you're getting it's less terrible. service for more money. There's a longer wait. I, Becca and I haven't done Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day in years. Usually we'll make like pizza together on Valentine's Day, like at home. And then like, we'll do something a little bit nicer. Like tomorrow is going to be more of our, uh, Valentine's Day because she works from home Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we just kind of save an hour off her commute by doing it that way. So, yeah, you got to be smart about it. It's like it's like going to get flowers. You know, you can uh, mm -hmm. next week. Flowers are half price. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, so we're going to set our, our our dates one date behind everything. And yeah. you're going to get everything gotta, on sale. It'll be perfect. No right. lines. You got to celebrate it today. <laughs> right, Ryan? At Christmas. You'll get everything at the front of the line. You'll be perfect. You'll get the open box yeah, special too. Exactly. Uh, Jets Cubs fan says, don't you guys think Joe Douglas knows way more than we're hearing? I got to believe that to keep my sanity. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think yeah. Douglas and all the Jets know there's something going on. Like, I think there's too many breadcrumbs to like the sauce knows something about something and all the players are like kind of, you know, excited. I, I feel like they all anticipate that it's going to be Rodgers and I just don't know how it's going to affect the psyche of the locker room if it's not. Like if it's not Carr, if it's not Rodgers and we do wind up with Tannehill, those guys are fans just like we are. Like, yeah, they're they're the ones putting their, their bodies on the line each week, but I feel like they're going to be let down uh, just as much, if not more, than we are. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. You're gonna be, you know, <laughs> the whole. I mean, as far as Joe Douglas knowing stuff, I mean, like, you know, a hundred percent. You know what I mean? We don't mm -hmm. know shit. We have nothing. I would say that, including the media, we probably have twenty percent of the story, including. The insiders, they get 20%. Joe Douglas, mm -hmm. dude, we didn't even know that he contacted Carr until, until you know, I mean, it's been weeks for this. Career, we yeah. Know. And and where'd that come from, you know? So it's like, uh, you know, that came from the Raiders, not us. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't come from us. Uh, this 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 organization doesn't leak. And, like, like, you look at, we heard about the Elijah Moore thing. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, we didn't hear about it during it. Well, who do you think that was? That's probably LaFleur left. He wanted to point out that he, in my opinion, I think LaFleur dropped that bomb mm -hmm. because he thinks it's landing. Like, look at these babies I got to deal with. But mm -hmm. it didn't. It landed opposite of that. It landed like, yeah, everybody hates you, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. When there's enough people that are, you know, feeling a certain way about someone, it's probably time for some inward reflection. It's like when you're, when you always get stuck with bad roommates, maybe yeah, <laughs> there's right, a common right. denominator here <laughs> that's it man there's a saying in my world ryan if you see three <laughs> assholes in one day you're the fourth like <laughs> yep that's it yeah you, you can't you can't run into that many you can't have that many bad boyfriends or married with to, to uh -huh. ter five terrible wives you know what i mean like it's yeah it's you it doesn't work like that <laughs> it's, right. it's a law of uh <laughs> what is it averages or whatever uh, RJ McPott comes in, says, any chance any of these quarterbacks are trying to play us? Um, maybe Carr to an extent. I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Um, that would be interesting if it wasn't the Raiders that leaked that story, Greenbean, if it was like Roger or, or if it was Carr leaking like, oh yeah, the Jets were interested, but like I couldn't talk to him. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, now we're being used as leverage and we're not even in, we don't even have any skin in the game. Um, 
I think it would look really bad if you had a situation where it was like, oh, we went after Peyton Manning, now we got to give Sanchez the extension. Oh, we went after uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, we flubbed it up, now we got to trade all our picks up to go get Sam Darnold. And like, I don't want that type of over um, reaction or like swing back to like try and correct, <laughs> you know, maybe a a pursuing of something. I don't know. Is is there anything? to that like do you think there's optics for other teams and other players like if we swing big for Derek Carr and it's you know it doesn't work out he picks somewhere else does that make us look worse um I guess I guess it could and look there's people out there like look there there's a there's a bunch of boo birds there's a bunch of grumpkins right like no matter what happens I mean I got into this lengthy debate Ryan mm. that Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner winning Rookie of the Year, they're trying to tell me it's not a big deal. Like that we're supposed to hit on top 10 pick. I'm like, I, I don't know. Like it's not a big deal. Like it's not a fucking big deal. It's never happened. It's happened three times in NFL history, and the Jets have never had one on the offensive side. What do you mean? So like, so no matter what happens, there's going to be those people waiting to pounce, right? No matter what. Mm -hmm. Now, I think as far as our reputation in the places where it's important, and that's with agents and mm. players, right? Fans, we're going to be here nonetheless. We're going to boo. We're going to cheer. It doesn't matter. You know, we're, we are what we are. But you want agents and, and players to look at the organization uh, in, in a light that says, you know, look, we can go there. And it's a smart move, right? So if Derek Carr decides to leverage us, which is totally possible, like, um, you know, I mean, it's uh, absolutely. Like you said, what if it's Derek Carr dropping that mm -hmm. out there and he's trying to get, hey, man, you're not the only team, buddy. You better offer me another $5 million. you know, whatever it is. Uh, absolutely. I think that's totally possible. I am also of the belief that uh, last year in the Tyreek Hill thing, I think, I mean, I think the Jets wanted Tyreek Hill, but I also think like they, the Jets were very happy that, you know, they pushed that, that deal went high to the point mm -hmm. where Joe Douglas called it reckless. And then Miami had to take that. So they lost the first round picks and all. So I think teams do this all the time. Does it make Miami look bad? Not when Terry kills looking like he's doing 300 yards a game and shit two fucking two fifty and. You know, yeah, but think about well, what it meant for us to not get him. Like, one, you don't get tied up with the contract. Two, if you do trade for Tyree Kill, you wouldn't have taken Garrett Wilson at number 10, and you wouldn't yeah. have had the ammo to go up and get Trumaine Johnson or Brees Hall. It's amazing yeah, how that one trade flips three so different true. players. I mean, everything. I mean, what if we traded the 10th for Debo Samuel in their second? You know, we, mm -hmm. we're not talking about Garrett Wilson. We're talking about Debo mm -hmm. Samuel, and we have another huge contract. And we can't pay a quarterback. We have to we have to bargain bin shop, Minshew, or, or we have to just ride with Zach, you know, mm -hmm. one way or the other. Like, I mean, because it is a shame, dude. I mean, uh, even though I'd be very happy with Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, to a lesser degree, because I'm afraid of injury, Jimmy G. I think his, his play is great, but it's just, you know, uh, and, you know, and some other guys, but I think it's really, it's just such a bummer because imagine what we could do this year if we didn't have to pull out 40 million bucks for a quarterback and while paying one 10 million or nine, whatever, nine million, mm -hmm. you know, so Zach 
not materializing is a real big hit to the plan. The, the plan was working. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. working. Everything's in place. And we got this kid that's scared shitless, man, to be on an NFL field. You know? Like he said yeah. in his last interview, Ryan, he was like, well, what do you think? Mm -hmm. He's like, guys, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I just, I can't get in the rhythm. I can't. Yeah, I just, yeah it's, I it's, it's between the ears for Zach. I really yeah. think that's that's what it is. Because when he came in, I didn't feel like those mechanics were so off. When I watched him through, now granted, it's preseason that first year, but I'm watching preseason and I'm watching like after he comes back from the injury with Beck and everything. I'm like, man, this this is not the guy that like, you know, I you know, is so concerning. I like I'm not concerned about uh, you know, Zach at this point, but now now I am. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, Tony says, Zach is better in the red zone than Derek Carr. Help. I actually don't know what Derek Carr's numbers are in the red zone. I know last year they were That's really, really bad. It's just not It's not true, dude. It's like, here, look. You've got um, our Derek buddy Carr. Richie joining. What's up, Richie? Yo, thanks for hey. having me, man. Good What's to up, have you up, on. Look at that What's guy. Up, chat? Yeah. Look at, look at that guy. Look at him. <laughs> Here, <laughs> I missed you guys, man. It's been the off season. We got a lot to talk about, I'm sure. But oh, what yeah. an off season so far. Yeah. Uh, so the last super chat we we brought up uh, real quick, and then we'll I'll get your thoughts on on some of the stuff we were talking about before. Uh, Tony says Zach is better in the red zone than Carr. Richie, any thoughts on on this, or do you think maybe this is a little recency bias on Carr? Is this like a troll, or is this a real? It, it's well. I think this year, I think the Raiders were the worst red zone team, if I'm not mistaken. They they were they were bad. Okay. Okay. Um, then if that's what he's referring to, I mean, we literally couldn't score. That we were the worst red zone team. I don't know what the Raiders <laughs> are doing, but I watched every single quarter, every single second of the Jets, just like every single one of you guys did in the chat. And I think we can all agree that we were the worst red zone team. I don't care what the numbers say, because that's what it felt like, at least, right? Um, so. Zach Wilson is not better in the red zone because Derek Carr maybe last year didn't prove it, but Derek Carr's the season vet and he's done it before in the red zone. I I can bet you on that. So I don't know, man. Zach Wilson, we'll see his future with the Jets, but um, I, I have to deal with the same questions on my channel as well. <laughs> Donald comes in. Donald says, uh, "So what's the chances of us getting Carr or Aaron Rodgers?" I get the feeling we don't have a real good shot at Derek Carr. It, like, I don't think we're actually actively going after him, which really bothers me. Like, even though we put in the call about him, I think that was more of a tip of the hand of like, hey, Rodgers, make a decision. Otherwise, we're going to start looking at Carr. We're going to start looking at Jimmy G. Or we're going to start talking about Tannehill. Like, I think it's almost more of a push. I think Rodgers is far more likely than it is Carr. Matt, your thoughts, or Matt, Greenbean, <laughs> your thoughts, uh, <laughs> hey, Carr or Rodgers? I'm, dude, I'm all over the place tonight. Sorry. Yeah. I, I want to officially say hello to Richie, though. It's nice to have you oh, on here. Yeah. It's good to see <laughs> I you. I probably should have done a little bit more of an introduction here. That was that was terrible. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I, I'm, that's not a critique on you. I just, for myself, personally, want to say hello. It's nice to see Richie. It is. He's a good dude. And I like Dreamy, It's nice to see you, too, man. I miss you. I miss you a lot. Yeah. We should do something. We should do something. Let, let's talk after We this. should. You know what? I'm texting you right after the show, or we can awesome. talk about it right here with the people watching when we can get each each other on, the, on our channel. <laughs> right. Awesome! It. I love it. Okay, we'll we'll do that. Love to see you. Uh, so, well, let, let me say this about the red zone. Like, look, 
there's lots of reasons for lots of things, right? We we all know that, right? So there's there's lots of reasons. But just just putting it out there, Zach Wilson was the 33rd ranked quarterback in red zone efficiency. I believe Derek Carr is 25th. So not great as far as red zone efficiency, right? This past year. But I mean, can we stop? Like there there is no worse than than Zach Wilson, guys. There's just uh, it just doesn't. Let me let me look at this. Who's worse than than Zach Wilson? Let me see. Oh, it says Mac Jones, Mitch Trubisky. That makes me feel good. I, I, I don't know, man. These these stats and everything. But can we just stop? Like, what does Zach have? Fucking six touchdowns this year. You know what I mean? Ugh. Like, can we just like look? We we all root for Zach. I hope it's low hanging fruit. You know what I mean? Like, I hope he can become something. Of course, but can we just stop? with this stuff about Zach was better. The only person Zach was even slightly better than was Streveler. That's it. And I don't even think so, actually. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's true. I don't even, actually, I take that oh, back. Trevler I, I don't have stats to back that up. I'm sorry. But yeah, come on, guys. Like, you know, Green let's Car or Rogers? Who's more likely? I think, this is what I think. Um, I think that like the super chat a few minutes ago said, Joe Douglas has stuff in the works. I think that uh, Carr is, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I think Rodgers is more likely, and I believe that it's all already worked out. That's what I believe. Richie, what about you? Carr or Rodgers? Green Bin and I are aligned, baby. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets has already a done deal, in my mind at least, probably not in real life. But Aaron Rodgers needs to be a Jet. And I honestly think that the New York Jets are, and this is not me having any sources or anything. I don't. This is just speculation. But I really feel like the New York Jets are way more interested in getting Aaron Rodgers than Derek Carr. Um, I just feel like it makes way too much sense and for a lot of reasons. And I just feel like, you know, there's so much reports and so much just being dragged around. And you see this source, you see that person, just every second you hear a different report. You don't know what to follow, but the stars are aligned for Aaron Rodgers. And to me, I had to rank it personally. It's Aaron Rodgers, number one, Derek Carr, number two, and then a big gap in between Jimmy G and Ryan Tannehill. Um, But I think when when it comes to the chances, I think there's a, a more likely chance of the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr because we're hearing that the Saints are the front runner for Derek Carr. And now Derek Carr is officially a free agent. And guess what? He can literally sign any second. But I think he's going to take his time. He's probably going to want to visit other teams. Uh, It's going to be very interesting to see if the Jets visit with Derek Carr because we know that the Jets reached out to the Raiders just to to check in on what a trade compensation would be like. And by the way, the Jets and the Saints are the only ones to do that, according to that report. Um, So... You know, the Jets are interested in Derek Carr, and we also saw the report of Connor Hughes that they're interested in Ryan Tannehill. And I know a lot of people are panicking about that, but the reality is the Jets got to do their homework on all these quarterbacks because guess what, guys? Just because they have Rodgers number one, Carr number two, Rodgers can retire for all we know. Carr can go with the Saints for all we know. And if that's the case, the Jets got to be prepared for plan B and plan C. And I know that I'm not saying we should be happy about plan B and plan C, but it doesn't shock me that these reports are coming out that they're interested in other guys like Tannehill um, because that that's the type of quarterback you got to pivot to if the top A guys are not available. So I have a live uh, poll in the live chat right now. Who do you prefer, Jimmy G or Ryan Tannehill? So, Richie, you, you're leaning on the, uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo train? Uh, 
so like I said, man, it's Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, big gap, and then Jimmy G. <laughs> That's and, trust uh, me, I've had you know, a lot of people hate this fucking poll tonight. <laughs> They're like, oh "What are you God. doing to us?" I was like, it's, "Sorry, it's bad, it's bad." But listen, you know, it's such a toss-up because there's connections. We're both right, mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill with Downing that we just hired, Sala and Jimmy G. Jimmy G's been to the Super Bowl before. He's been to a championship before. Ryan Tannehill, he's been to the championship before. You know, Jimmy G is very injury prone, and that's my biggest gripe with him. And also, Ryan Tannehill was a little banged up this past season as well. So they kind of feel like the same quarterback. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, uh, when it comes to familiarity and, you know, just someone that, that if is health, if someone hypothetically they're healthy, they're playing 17 games, and the durability factor is out the door, I might lean more towards Jimmy Garoppolo over Ryan Tannehill because I think Ryan Tannehill is a quarterback that's just really capped. Like, he's just like, you know what you're getting. He's a veteran. He's going to scan a defense. He's going to feed the – but can he can he get you over the hump? And then you might ask yourself, well, can Jimmy G get you over the hump? Maybe not, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's really crazy because I really feel like they're both on the same level, and it's really hard for me to make that decision right now, Ryan, because I really thought of that, and now you're asking me on the spot, and I'm like, who the heck would I prefer? <laughs> like, Because guess what? I don't prefer either of them, and I want freaking Aaron Rodgers or Carr. That's yeah. my answer. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a good answer. And I, I I completely agree with you. I think it's almost like looking at two different sides of the same coin with Jimmy G and Ryan Tannehill. I feel like if you are are more than okay, like if you think you could uh, you'd be willing to go back to Zach at some point this year, then maybe you lean more towards Jimmy Garoppolo. I think if you're you're trying to redshirt Zach, I think you have a better chance of Tannehill staying healthy. But I think, like you said, you're probably capped with Tannehill. They clearly tried to hide him in the playoffs, what, two years ago, I think it was. With Jimmy Garoppolo, I feel like you can get to that Super Bowl with him. He just needs to stay healthy. And that's that, to me, I think is the little give and take that they're going to be struggling with for sure. I was just curious because it's it seems like the, the fan base is pretty much all in on Rodgers or Carr. And when those two decisions are finally made, it's going to be interesting to see where the rest of the chips wind up falling. Uh Ant Jets drops in with a 22 month of membership super chat. Says wool dryer sheets to think that we picked Mike Nugent 23 picks after a player uh, we are trying to acquire. 18 years later, says all you need to know about this franchise. That never occurred to me that Aaron Rodgers. We took Nugent in the second round because we didn't have the the first round pick that year. Was that the? <sighs> Oh, four. Who did we trade that for? Was that one of the? Was that a? I feel like we traded for like a tight end. Or what, something that, like that. Why we didn't? Why didn't we have a first? Yeah. What was that year? Was that because uh, we traded well, up? We the didn't. Year prior? We didn't have a first that year because we traded it for tight end. Uh, I want. I always want to say Ricky Dudley, Jolly, isn't it? Doug Jolly. Doug Jolly. That's who <laughs> that's it. what it, I was like. I, I thought it was a tight end. Uh, Terry Bradway, another slam dunk GM we had. Killer. Ugh. Super smart guy. Terrible. Uh, Knifey Spoonie drops in, says, if we miss out on Aaron Rodgers and Carr and end up with the second tier like Tannehill or Mayfield, should we re-sign White and make it a camp competition? I have a really hard time seeing Mike White back in green and white. I think he knows that Zach Wilson is the future here uh, even if a vet quarterback is in here, those are going to be like the two guys that we're going to have most of our focus on. I get the feeling if I'm Mike White, I would try to go maybe to L.A., follow the floor over there, back up Stafford, and then maybe you could be the heir apparent to Stafford when he eventually retires. 
I don't see a path forward with White in New York because of everything that's kind of gone on the last part of the season. Uh, Richie, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Mike White guy. Some people say I look like Mike White because I am Mike White. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. But listen, I, I've always looked at Mike White, even like this past season, I was looking at him like, I want that guy to be my franchise backup quarterback. Like yes. I want him to be a Jet for life, and he's our backup because we know as Jets fans way too well, unfortunately, that we don't know what it's like to have a quarterback that one plays good and number two stays healthy. So no matter who the quarterback is, I want to be comfortable of whoever the guy that steps in. And I feel like Mike White has proven to be not a franchise quarterback, but he's proven to be a guy where I have confidence in him to be a backup. But the problem is we also have Zach Wilson, and it does seem like the Jets are really focused in on Zach Wilson's development. And I know the best case scenario is you go and get yourself uh, Rodgers or a car or someone, and then you can hope uh, this isn't realistic, but this is best case scenario from my opinion. You get Aaron Rodgers, you resign Mike White, and you go into training camp with Aaron Rodgers, Mike White, and Zach Wilson. But the issue there is finances. Are you going to be able to pay Mike White on top of Aaron Rodgers and build out the roster to add depth at the offensive line that we need desperately and all these other positions? Because Mike White might be looking for a big contract, not a big contract, but I feel like he's proven to be a, a quality backup in this league, borderline starter for some team, I guess, if they're really that desperate. Um, but listen, if I'm the Jets, I would try to my, my best to re-sign Mike White and have – because there's nothing wrong with depth at the quarterback position. And we saw it last year that – doesn't matter who's playing. Someone's destined to go down. And and say we do bring in Derek Carr, and unfortunately I know he's durable, but say he does go down, and then Zach Wilson's the guy. And Zach Wilson, little injury prone, he's proven. And then if what if he goes down? Like I'd love to go into the season with three quarterbacks because last year we kind of did have three quarterbacks, and they all played. They all stunk, but we did have three. So best-case scenario for me, I know it's a little unrealistic, but I'd love to keep Mike White on top of getting a veteran. So I like this question from Donald Johnson. I'm going to change it up a little bit. Uh, he says, okay, if we miss out on Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, he says, get Lamar. Now, I want to talk uh, yeah. to both you guys. In the event we miss out on Carr and Rodgers and we were to make a big swing, like we're not talking Jimmy G, we're not talking Tannehill, that next level big swing. I don't see Lamar. I think Lamar would be traded to the NFC. I'd be very surprised if he came and stayed in the AFC given the fact that he's 26 years old. But that would be an option, you know, for sure, I think. I would say the two other quarterbacks that may end up being moved, one I want no part of, the other is interesting. Um, the first one, Kyler Murray, not going to be an option for us. He's going to be out for probably half the season. He's due $36 million the 10th day of the new league year. So if there's a season for the Cardinals to tank, it might be take the dead cap hit this year and get the picks now versus trying to get two years of tanking and getting rid of Kyler after the year. I do not think he's going to stay there long term. Um, I think that's the reason they had trouble trying to get a head coach at this particular point in time. The other quarterback I'm interested in is Dak Prescott. And I, I feel like there's almost uh, an option in Dallas where they are not sure if he's the guy. And I'm not sure if he is either. When he was a free agent, I liked him a little bit more. But now we've got to see him with like the offensive line. We've seen him with the running backs. We've seen him with the receivers. We've seen him with a stout defense. And he still couldn't get it done in an otherwise subpar you know, conference. Is that on him? Is it coaching? Like where would like either of these quarterbacks fall or are there any other quarterbacks that could be out on the market in the event Rodgers and Carr wind up, uh, you know, going elsewhere here? Greenbean, I'll throw it over to you first. Then we'll, we'll get Richie's thoughts. Well, what's the actual question though? That, that was a lot. 
That was a so, lot. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Quarterback wise, <laughs> okay. if, you, if you miss out on Carr and Rodgers, is there another big swing that the Jets could take out there? Yeah. All right. All right. Let me say this. I don't want Dak Prescott. I think it would be mm. a dump by Dallas, and we would be hoping that uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure, and the Jets rarely do that. Okay, that's not our role in the NFL. Okay, I feel <laughs> so, like I should look up what his contract would be too, just so we do know. Yeah, what well, it is. he just signed that member. He just signed that big one, and so he's got uh, two years. Yeah, Jerry Jones came out and said, uh, you know, I know I'm overpaying. Remember, everything I've ever liked or ever ever bought that was good, I overpaid for. Right, so he said that. So uh, he would be cheaper. Car. He would be cheaper than Carr. It'd be thirty-one million, and then twenty. Or no, sorry, thirty-one million, then thirty-four million these next two years, and then the third year his contract voids, and you would not be able to franchise tag him. But he would be uh, finishing his thirty-one-year-old season at the expiration of these two years. Yeah. Yeah. Dax. Well, I mean, look, cheaper. Right. Okay. So he's cheaper than Carr. He's a lot of money, but he, look, like you said, though, man. I mean, he's got everything, mm -hmm. right? And he yeah. just—I don't know. He's—you know what I mean? He's just—I don't know. He doesn't look all that great. I never really loved Dak Prescott. I—I didn't, you know, I didn't hate him, and he's had his obviously his his good stretches and everything. But I—I I just never loved him. I—I I didn't like him. Uh, you know. I just didn't think he was like one of the elite quarterbacks and they were paying him like one and that whole thing. The Lamar Jackson thing, guys, I just want to point out that the team that has him, they say they're $100 million off. Ryan said that's only two years of contract at $50 million a year. Why don't the Ravens want to give him that? Why? They're the team that has him. They're risking losing him. Uh, why? You want to know why? Because the guy can't stay healthy for shit, and uh, and they don't want to commit to six years of that. That's that's my that's my thought on it. So why would we? You know why would we? The Ravens are known as a smart organization. They very rarely, if ever, get raked over the coals. They just don't. They're they're a smart organization. Why would we sweep in? and kind of save them and give them three firsts and pay him 50 million for six years when the last two seasons he missed the last five games of the year i mean that paints a picture doesn't it so lamar scares the living hell out of me dak prescott i don't i don't love now look if either one came i'd be excited they're very good you know they're they're clearly talented guys i'd be excited i'd be rooting but they just they they scare the living hell out of me, and I think durability is one of the things I really want to see, which is why I like Aaron Rodgers and and Derek Carr so much. Carr missed what two games in nine years, and Carr has had two seasons with less than fifteen games, uh, something along those lines. Uh, that to me is worth its weight in gold. Like we just we we haven't seen that. When's the last quarterback that made it through a season here? Can anybody think of him? It's not McCown. It's Fitzpatrick. I think. No, he didn't either because Geno came back in because Geno came in for a game. So we haven't had a quarterback that just was healthy all year uh, since Sanchez, I think. Geno, maybe. I, I don't know. But it's been a long time, man. Like So that, to me, is very important. I, I don't know. I think if we can't get Carr or Rodgers, uh, I'd like to see him go. Gardner Minshew. Yeah, that's right. You heard it. That's what I want. That, and that means why... I'm hopeful that we can get Mike White so we can have some type of insurance back, <laughs> even though it's not realistic. <laughs> so, Richie, who's your big swing if we don't get Carr or Rodgers? Yeah, I mean, great question. Um, 
the big swing, the obvious answer is like Green Bean alluded to, Lamar Jackson. But is that, you know, someone that you want to give up your entire future for? Because the durability is a big freaking issue with him. And and Green Bean brings up an excellent point. Why would the Baltimore Ravens, a stout organization that's won Super Bowls and have always been, it feels like in the playoffs every year, every other year to that point, want to give up on him? And I think the easy uh, answer to that question is because he is not a quarterback that seems to be able to stay healthy, especially this past season. I mean, the Ravens were contending to, by the way, win their division all season long. They were in first place in the AFC North. Don't forget that. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals won like eight games straight at the end, and that's when Lamar Jackson got injured, which is the result of the Ravens getting that wild card spot, uh, which was, I think, the highest wild card spot. And listen, the the Ravens organization, they've proven that they can win without him. Um, But I – Lamar Jackson, if you take in the durability aside and you're looking at it from the perspective that the New York Jets, this is the time to take their swing at the quarterback, do you want to risk – is the risk worth your reward, right? If Lamar Jackson does come become to the New York Jets and he is healthy, is he going to make that much of a difference where it's worth the risk? I think so because if he is healthy, Lamar Jackson is a freaking dynamic quarterback that can do things that we haven't seen in a freaking long-ass time, and he's a generational-style quarterback that can really just be a playmaker, and we'd be able to do a lot of fun, awesome things with Lamar Jackson out there. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, he is the one quarterback that you know kind of makes me a little worried just because of the capital you have to give up. Like If it wasn't for three potential first-round picks on top of that – fully guaranteed contract that he's looking for for six years, I'd be on board. But the fact that that's how much you got to give up, of course, I'm going to be a little worried about that. But with that being said, if Lamar Jackson ends up being a Jet, I'll be freaking so excited, just Bye. like every single Jets fan. But we all have that little worry. Ugh, just stay healthy. Like every hit that he's – every time he's going to get hit, we're all going to have a pit in our stomach because we've huh. never seen a quarter – I don't think like I've ever seen a quarterback play a full season in my life, even though I probably have when I was younger. But it's just – at least in my <laughs> – last 15 years it's rare in the nfl like in general like i feel like most players in the league will miss a game or two and i feel like you should almost have a standard deviation of like where you don't penalize like a player's health availability because it's just such a violent game because like green bean said you know even fitzpatrick who i feel like did play a full season for us wound up missing a game and i feel like that's you know sort of ish natural i mean jalen hurts missed two games gardner Minshew wound up playing um it's interesting lamar jackson i feel like is a victim of you know, the quarterback market and it's a it's a mixture of his play style and a bad contract given to Deshaun Watson when there's an MVP caliber quarterback in Lamar sitting right there waiting to get his payday. Um, I see why Lamar's pissed off, but the Ravens have the franchise tag at their disposal. And now that they've brought Todd Munkin in, I think they're more than likely going to hold on to him and try to uh, develop him a little bit more as a passer. Mutt Viles drops in, says, thank you on the preach about Valentine's Day on the 14th. LOL. Rodgers or Carr have to be the answer, but watch. Somehow we end up with Dak or Herbert. If we wind up with Herbert, I would trade every pick we have for the next three years (laughs) to to get Justin Herbert. He's incredible. How, how did he land there? How, how did we get Herbert in this conversation? How did that happen? So the idea is that the the Chargers are not going to pay Herbert what he should be paid because they don't actually have fans. Like they don't actually have a cash-rich organization that can afford that type of, of contract. I think that's pretty much where that's going. Um, now, I don't know what their largest contract they've ever given out was. I would imagine probably you know, Bosa or maybe Rivers at some point. Um, 
But I don't know. I feel like contracts exploded after Rivers kind of started the downtick of his career. So we'll see. Uh, Mutt Viles also drops in, says, Richie, love you, man, but you look like you're about to cry. It's because he's not sure if we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Is TD and Dan messing with you about the franchise? Don't worry about it. Uh, They will be in the basement, and we will see Rodgers coming home to New York. Let's fucking go. So what he's referring to is, um, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, I represent the New York Jets for the AFC East Roundtable. Uh, that's live every Wednesday night, and we just made a Madden 23 franchise, and uh, we did a whole fantasy draft. It's a lot of fun, and I'm getting my ass kicked. I'm 0-3 in the league, represent the Jets, and Geno Smith's my quarterback. Saquon's my running back, uh, and I uh, haven't been doing too well. You can go watch the streams if you want. It's funny to see, see me get my ass kicked, but uh, TD and Dan are just as bad. I'm better than them. I can say that for sure, uh, but that's what he's referring to. <laughs> We got we got to get a Jets war zone <laughs> going on oh, in here. I like it. Uh, Finger Lakes says Zach can be the Mormon clipboard Jesus. Uh, yeah, we want him sitting, you know, behind a, like an actual quarterback here. Donald John says, okay, uh, if we get a Rod, what, uh, what about what do, what do we do with Flacco? I think that's what you're trying to say. I, get rid of him. <laughs> He's done. I'm sorry, Flacco's not going to be here. Uh, Daniel Bloom drops in 2020-2021 red zone quarterback stats. Rodgers had 58 touchdowns, two interceptions. Tannehill had 45 touchdowns, six interceptions. Carr had 33 touchdowns, four interceptions. Jimmy Garoppolo, 21 touchdowns, two interceptions. Zach only has 15 career touchdowns. Ugh. (laughs) Well, this makes me feel better about the red zone with, like, any of these quarterbacks. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate that. Um, Richie did specialist with Rogers with those stats in that year. What was that? Anybody know who the spe- the red zone specialist during that Aaron Rodgers 2020, 2021 season was? I'm going to say Todd Downing. No. Nah, right. I don't know. Nathaniel Hackett. There it is. With, oh, it's I thought you said Carr. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? I was like, Hackett Rogers. never coached Carr. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm off my, my okay, game tonight. Man. We're all, we're all off. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's why Rodgers to the Jets needs to freaking happen. We need it. Yeah, Speak man. it into existence. Already done. Greenman, yeah, what do like you think the- about these uh, these numbers here? It's kind of nice seeing the red zone numbers of all four quarterbacks um, substantially better <laughs> than our own. Mm. Well, right. I, I know. It's the saddest thing in the world, guys. We haven't seen 10 touchdowns in a season. I, I mean – like, this is why it's so funny. Like, when I see Jets fans, you know, like, poo-pooing one. And I know people say that to me, too. Like, how the hell could you uh, be worried about having a quarterback like Lamar Jackson? Uh, yeah, I, I hear you, man. But giving $50 million and three first-round picks to get that, that's where it all – like, you got to look at all this stuff. Like, how how many games do these guys play, all right, a year? For how long, Right. How many great years or even above average years have they had? All right. How consistent are they? And how has the organization been around them? All those kinds of things. But when you look at guys like Rogers, 58 touchdowns, uh, Tammy, look, Tannehill. I don't like Tannehill, but let's be real. He's been significantly better. Even his Miami days, man, when he was thrown away, have been better than Sam and, and Zach. You know, I mean, he's never been as bad as as Sam or Zach. We've had the worst, like 32, dude, not 
18, not, uh, I don't know, 23rd, he's kind of a bad quarterback. No, no, no. Last. Worst. That's what we've been watching. Worst. <laughs> so that's like, do I want this? See, the, the thing is, this is an opportunity, right? That's what this is. It's an opportunity. You'd hate to see us with this opportunity come away with a 35-year-old Ryan Tannehill. That's, I think that's where it falls, you know? You'd like to see him come away with an Aaron Rodgers or, for me, a Derek Carr. All these idiots, every one of you that doesn't like Derek Carr, you're a fucking moron. Every single one of you, all right? That's what I got to say. So, but for me, Derek Carr, uh, you could prefer someone else, but the guy's a 4,000-yard, uh, 65% mm -hmm. completion percentage, two-to-one touch, his whole career, five offensive coordinators, four head coaches. Like, give me a break. No offensive line, never higher than 20th defense. I don't want to hear it. You could prefer someone else, but he would be great over here. But, like, you'd like to think that we can come away with a Rodgers or a Carr or even a Lamar, somebody exciting. Tannehill comes over and you're like, mm, he's better than Zach. Like, that's what we get. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That sucks. Yeah, I mean? feel I like there's – Derek Carr on the Jets at all. You, you don't? are such a liar. <laughs> you are such a liar. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. I'm just everybody I'm totally, knows I'm kidding. I'm totally except, kidding, Green <laughs> Yeah, everybody knows I'm kidding, except that I'm totally not. I want no, I think I anyone who's like totally against Carr, I do think is a complete, you know, asshat. I'm sorry. Like if you want to say, okay, I don't want him because <laughs> you don't think he can win the Super Bowl, like that's the only thing that I'm kind of like, eh, maybe, but like I don't even agree with that because you don't win a Super Bowl until you win a Super Bowl. Like Stafford took forever to win a Super Bowl. He's a good quarterback. I don't think uh I don't know. I think Derek Carr is just fine. People just get all, all fired up about stuff. I do want to bring up, like, why are we talking about Herbert? Like, like I don't know. Where, right? it, it's because he's, he's due the Herbert. monster contract. Yeah, it's just because he's due the monster contract now. He's, if they want to pay him now. It's, you know, can after three years, he can renegotiate. Ryan, can they have a team if they can't pay? Like, you have to at least have the, the capital to meet the, the salary cap. You have to. It's no, it's so the, the contract goes in escrow if it's over $15 million guaranteed. So anything $15 million or below does not get escrowed. Um, so like the big quarterback contracts, that's what creates the, the issue. Now, I don't know. I have, they just built like a half a, or like a, what was it? A $4 billion stadium out in LA. I can't imagine them not having the funds to pay Herbert. Like so they want to, he's going to get that extension. So sorry to break the news to you guys in the chat, Herbert to the jets ain't happening. Yeah. No, completely agree. Muttvile says, uh, I took our rookie class with the Seahawks. Yeah, so uh, is he in your in the Madden franchise league? He literally drafted every jet that I wanted, and during the live stream, I was screaming at him, I wanted sauce. I wanted Garrett Wilson. Fuck, I wanted Jermaine. He took it all from me. I'm still salty. He did that to my fantasy team this past year, too. Muttvile's jerk. <laughs> Screwed me over. I love him. Oh, he's a good dude. We like him. Uh, William Sprague says, "My dad took me to the Super uh, took me to Super Bowl three in Miami. Uh, wow. I was eight. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Was it in black and white, or was it colored? Right. When you were there, <laughs> was it black and white when you were live? That's great. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, see, that's what happens when you become a dad, Richie. You you, you wind up having these stupid jokes." <laughs> Too consistently. <laughs> Funny, I thought I think it's great. I love dad. I know you would, Green Bean. See, we, we are cut of the same cloth. You're such a or dad. Or near the same cloth. cloth. I know. It's great. Uh, Blitz Crew 
drops in says thoughts on national anthem and halftime performances. I think they were solid. Uh, if we are redshirting Zach, who's the backup? Uh, yeah, I thought I, I thought the the anthem was good, and I thought the uh, the the halftime performance was impressive. I mean, after watching Becca go through pregnancy this past year and seeing Rihanna do that like 50, 75 feet in the air or whatever the hell she was doing, props to her. <laughs> like, and I think it's even more props when you when you like. I think the memes are pretty funny that are coming out of it of like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the one like ASAP. Now, now you know why they call him ASAP. <laughs> He's coming too fast. So I'm just like, oh, this is like I, I find all that stuff very funny. But I thought the halftime show was was good. I, I think we're not seeing the yeah. extra performers like we used to because I, I could be wrong on this, but I think the performers now bid for the Super Bowl as opposed to like the sponsor paying that person to perform. So instead of like, oh, we got to put on a spectacle, it's like this person wants to be like the sole focus of it because it's going to drive their record sales. That's the one thing that I think maybe, you know, sort of ish gets lost. But I, I liked it. I thought the Super Bowl was good. I thought it was one of the better games we've had in a long time. Richie, your thoughts on the Super Bowl and the performances? Yeah, I mean, I thought the, the performances were great. You know, um, at this point, you're just expecting lip singing, so it's not really that much of a disappointment on that end because it's what you expect. Um, but I just feel like the whole visual and the whole extras and her whole aura and her energy and her whole presence was awesome. And Rihanna's great. I mean, how can you not like Rihanna? She's one of the best at what she does. So I thought that was awesome. Uh, and the game as a whole was freaking awesome. I won a lot of money. I, I won my boxes. I, I was like red hot. I, I had a Super Bowl party at my house. And I just kept mm -hmm. making live bets of like who's gonna score the next touchdown, and I kept hitting. And my friends were like, "What the heck?" Like I was, I just kept winning. It was, it was crazy. And I also picked my own numbers. I, I picked four four because on a sports book, I don't know if you guys know this, but you can like on mm -hmm. the Super Bowl, you can pick your own numbers instead of getting screwed over with numbers. Like if you just do it through a pool. So I picked mm -hmm. four four, and <laughs> at halftime it was twenty four to fourteen. So it hit. So Amazing. it was up a lot of money for the Super Bowl, and I usually don't have that much luck when it comes to uh, bets. But uh, I wanted the Chiefs to win, and they did. I bet on the Chiefs to win a lot of money, and I thought it was a great game. It was very, very good good Super Bowl. I enjoyed it. And I cooked yeah, I like had... 85 wings, by the way, homemade wings. Ooh. I still have like 30 yeah. left over. So if anyone nice. wants wings, I'll ship it to you because I get them out of here. Yeah. I'm so sick of them. They're delicious, though. Too too many chicken wings. I uh, I made a little. I, I almost made a little bit of money. I had a seven or eight leg parlay, and the one leg that didn't hit was Patrick Mahomes over two ninety nine. And I was like, son of a bitch. I was like, I thought yeah, that one was going to be a lock because of the Eagles like going off. I was like, ah, come on. I didn't. I didn't expect them to run as much as they did. I thought that Same, was. I had, uh, I, had a whole, I had a whole big parlay as well, and everything hit. But I had Mahomes over like two seventy five, and I was like, damn it. <laughs> Throw the ball, Mahomes. I know that the ground game's working, but throw it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wound up missing out. I think I bet like I, I usually throw like five dollar bets, and I do a bunch of parlays, and then it's like, oh, you know, if this one hits, I win eighty dollars instead of you know whatever. So I missed like one hundred and fifty bucks on my fifteen dollar bets. So not not the worst thing. Right. Greeny, well, what do you think about the anthem and the performances? Well, let me, let me ask this real quick. Are are we sure. are are we at a place where we we call lip syncing good? performances is that is that what we do now is that where we um, are I, just, I need to know i'm old i get it i don't is know how many actual performances are not lip-synced for the super bowl i would be surprised if we sing is considered <laughs> prince didn't lip-sync baby either mm. did paul mccartney or or uh, you know who's really good bruno mars or dr dre they didn't lip-sync 
That's fair. Dr. Dre last year, right? Eminem, they weren't lip syncing. That was a good halftime show. They were That's blowing true. your doors off. Yo, why we yeah. got to fucking lip sync? Like, I what is this? I thought the songs were good. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't there. I didn't pay, I didn't pay for, <laughs> for a concert. I, I'm there to watch a game and the music came second. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just asking for a friend. Yeah. You so you, 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 didn't, you weren't impressed with either? I didn't even turn the sound on. I could give two shits. Uh, I knew it was going to be lip synced. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, look, she's pregnant. You can give some points for that, right? She did all that whole thing. That's nice. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I get it. She's pretty. I understand the songs are good. I mean, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't dislike Rihanna. But it's like, again, I just don't know why we call it a performance and we play. Li we're listening to a tape. Like, yeah, what that, is it? That's really what it is. It's like they're playing the actual song and then yeah. they're singing over it. But the audio of the mic is not even as loud until we can't hear the natural voice because they're playing the actual song. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I feel like she'd be sucking wind. <laughs> like, I, I don't think you could be pregnant doing all those I, moves and like not huffing and puffing. Like, like I, I don't know if there was any other way to do that halftime show. Yeah, well, right, when they're dancing all around. But wouldn't it be better if you, like, heard that? Like, they're, they're, let, let me tell you something. When, uh, when, uh, what's her name? Beyonce, and then she brought Destiny's Child out there. Dude, they were singing. Mm. And that was mm. badass. And you could hear the flaws, and you could hear the breathing. Like, like, they were, dude, that's impressive. It, like, it, like, does something to you. When there's some listening to a tape. I don't know. Man. Uh, well, Maybe I mean, we, just... we've we've had the other end of this coin too. I mean, we've had awful live performances. That Black Eyed Peas performance might have been the worst I've ever seen. Now, I don't know if that's. I don't oh, dude, I I feel like that was probably 2010, 11, 12, somewhere in that you know ballpark stretch there. And I don't know if I've ever seen a worse performance than than the Black Eyed Peas, I think. And that was like when they had like that that banger of an album like two years earlier. It's like, oh wow, they're like going to be all right for halftime show. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember with Super. How long ago was I? I mean, that had to be close to ten spot. years ago. Someone, someone, let us uh, know uh, when the when the Black Eyed Peas Super Bowl performance was. I think it was like 2011 or 12. It was somewhere. It was it was pretty pretty long ago. Um, but as far as okay, redshirting Zach, who's the backup? Um, if we're redshirting Zach because we have Rodgers or someone else in front of him, I think there's a 100% shot that Zach is the backup quarterback. I don't think he sits as quarterback three. As far as quarterback three goes, if it's Rodgers as the starter, I think Strebler is quarterback three. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think we're, we're rolling with three quarterbacks um, on the roster with Rodgers, or even Carr for that matter. I, I feel like we'd probably be okay rolling with Zach as the backup. Um, when you get down to Jimmy G, now you're probably talking, okay, we, we need a legitimate backup. Um, I don't know. I would, I would say undrafted free agent or a later round draft pick more than likely. Richie, what about you? Where do you think the, uh, the backup quarterback lies for the New York Jets? I just want to figure out the starter first. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like uh, give me my starter first and then I'll answer this question. No, but, uh, I'll go back to my same question. Give me Mike White. But no, I think Zach Wilson's the backup. Um, I think that they're committed to his development, and I think that it wouldn't do him justice if they do the same thing that they did last year of when he was initially benched of redshirting in terms of just inactive and street clothes. Like Zach Wilson needs to be prepared for every game as the backup this upcoming season, no matter who the starter is. So um, I think that's what they're going to do. I think Chris Trebler is going to be their guy. But I also wouldn't sleep on the Jets bringing in another veteran because the one thing I learned about Joe Douglas is he prioritizes depth 
and he wants a good quarterback room. He doesn't just want to have one good quarterback. And I feel like you could also say Joe Douglas has never really had a quarterback so far when he's on the Jets where you can say, like, 100% this guy's, like, good. Like, if you got Aaron Rodgers, do you really have to worry about the depth at the quarterback spot or Derek Carr because they are durable? Do you rather put those assets in an extra roster spot somewhere else instead of holding out the three quarterbacks? So I think I agree with you, Ryan. If um, we do land A-Rod or Carr, I think Zach's the backup and Strebler's a good option uh, for practice squad as a third guy. Greenby, what about you? Where do you think the backup lies for the New York Jets? Uh, uh, Richie said it. He said, don't sleep on a vet. I would not be surprised, and I actually would prefer if they went out there and grabbed Aaron Rodgers and then brought in like a Jacoby Brissett as the mm. back. That and then just keep Zach cool. on the back burner. We're gonna we're gonna let Zach learn. He only comes mm. in in, a, in an emergency. Having him at quarterback too. Does that take the stress off him? He's still like worried. You know, mm. I, I just let's put him in the back. Let's give him a hard hard reset. And uh, and and let's get ourselves a vet, Mike White. I mean, I like Mike White too, but Mike White has nine injuries in in seven games, <laughs> somehow. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I'd rather see like if 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 our guy goes down, the guy coming <laughs> in, we know he can play at an NFL level for a few <laughs> games if we need him to. I'd like. That. I do like the idea of getting Brissett. I don't know how you could possibly have the money to to be able to do that. Um, but I do like yeah. the idea of a veteran quarterback. I I feel like I'd almost would rather go the route of a guy that might be able to teach Zach as as the backup. And I, I don't know who that is. Like, are you trying to follow the Rodgers-esque mold of, like, quarterback play and that's how you're going to groom Zach and now you're going to try some try to find someone who maybe, you know, falls in line with that sort of play style? Um, or do you get someone like we've seen um, – I mean, how many backup quarterbacks have we seen come through the league that are like perpetual backup quarterbacks because they're like quarterback teachers on the sideline? That's the kind of guy I think I'd like. Um, Greenbean talked me out of it. I was going to say a cheap, undrafted free agent rookie, but if we're going for a ring, it'd be stupid to rely on that. Uh, yeah. you got to have a vet backup. So you're, you're right, Greenbean. Some, I, I agree Some Brock Purdy, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, I would love that. Sign me I up. Know. Yeah, I mean, I want Brock expected the Jets to bring back Joe Flacco this like last offseason, oh. right? I mean, I feel like I feel like the Jets really prioritize having uh, veterans in the building, even if we do get Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. Like, I agree with Greenby, and I think that there's a big chance that we roll with three quarterbacks, and um, one of them is a backup that's not named Zach Wilson. Yeah, I almost. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. Right. We will find out. Uh, Willie's Cologne. That's a pretty funny name. Uh, says, fact, we haven't had a quarterback surpass Namath's passing yard season, uh, passing yard record in 55 years is disgusting, diabolical. Rodgers and his darkness brings that, do it. Uh, Carr does too. Carr would hold, if Carr played the final two games of this season and played to his career average yards per game, he would own, I think it was eight of the top nine passing seasons if he were a New York Jet. Like, that's the kind of yeah. guy that some of our fan base is saying you absolutely cannot go after this guy. Um, yeah, sign up yeah. for Rodgers or Carr all damn day. He's right, though. It's like, look at that, dude. And and know what sucks? That a lot, of, like the touchdown record and some other things and the best season we've seen in 20 years comes from a an asshole journeyman that was here for five minutes. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I like Fitz. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't you know, like him. Fitz, what do you got year. against? What do you got against Ryan Fitzpatrick? You know what I got? I'll tell you what I got against him. I got he's got he's a better a, beard. A, 
He's an I'm illusion. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, he's done this for numerous teams, man. Like he mm, he he looks good enough to get paid, and then he sucks. But how about this? Get taking us to ten and five, and then throwing five interceptions in a game against a shitty Buffalo team coached by our former coach. How about not doing that? How about that? How about not sucking so bad that nothing the team does can overcome it? That's it. That's everything he did prior to that is a joke. When it when the chips were down, we were ten and five, playing the Rex Ryan three win Buffalo Bills to get into the playoffs. He threw five interceptions. Like fuck him. That's what I. Did. I remember watching that game and just being I, like Rex hates us right now he's going for every fourth down he's pulling yeah. out every stop like it was such an untraditional game from rex wow. it was like he's gonna beat us it's just gonna happen yeah, he, wanted nightmares from that. he wanted it man and then we have to know that going in you know what i mean like dude this guy he would sell his soul he would if he could just win this game knock us out of the playoffs it makes his whole mm. life worth living and we let him do it Ryan and I love how we, we that's what we, we loved about him. It was lost and none of it happened. Mm -hmm. Right. Even if we lost in the Steelers loss, we would have made it. But they had to win, too. <laughs> oh, just a kick in the pants. Wasn't it five picks? Somebody correct me. I think it's five interceptions. Like maybe it was, it was bad. Four, but and then we lost Wilkerson with the broken leg yeah. and gave him a monster deal after the broken leg. And, you know, uh, the things good organizations do. Yeah. Uh, like he didn't throw two picks and he threw five, dude. <laughs> he imploded. He forgot yeah. to get on the it's bus. It's like he was paid to hurt. It's like he wanted to hurt us, you know? Yeah, I'll here's show the you. franchise record. Here's the finale. Yeah. Wah. Tony S drops in, says, Do you think to outside quarterbacks, the Jets look like the 2019 Buccaneers? I think to Rodgers, yes, they do. I think when you look at Rodgers, and you saw how he reacted to to Tom Brady going to the Bucks. I think that's the treatment he wants. If he thinks he can get that in Vegas, or if he thinks he can get it in Tennessee, or he thinks he can get it in New York, um, I think those are three very likely options. I think the Jets just have the better shot because you know clearly our division isn't quite as strong. I just don't know what it's going to cost to get Rodgers. I have a really hard time believing you're you're getting Rodgers without giving up a first this year. I feel like that is. When you're looking at the Titans, you're looking at the Raiders. Like if you, the Jets aren't going to give up a second round pick this year because both the Raiders and Titans, I feel like, would give up the second round pick and their picks are higher than us. So that pushes you automatically into the first round of this year's draft, and then it's a matter of what do you do for the conditional pick next year. I don't know. Um, hmm. Richie, what do you think? You think the Jets look like the 2019 Buccaneers? Um, I. You know, I, I think if the Jets, maybe this is just wishful thinking, but I just feel like that Joe Douglas can pull off some magic and get Rodgers for a lot less than what we were expecting. I think we can get him um, for a second this year and a first next year. But I feel like I, I just feel like Joe Douglas is really prioritizing that 13th overall pick, and he's going to try his his best at least to really try to get Aaron <laughs> Rodgers here without sacrificing it. But if the Packers say no, I mean we're not giving you Rodgers unless you give us that pick, then I think they're going to do that. I don't think he's going to hold on to it for that much because Rodgers is way definitely worth that 13th overall pick in my eyes. Um, but it would be beautiful to have them both. But listen, if you look at the 2019 Buccaneers and then Tom Brady goes there and they win a freaking Super Bowl, I, I just feel like the Jets are a team that Rodgers looks at and you know we beat him in his own house. 
Um, he was asked about the Jets on the Pat McAfee show weeks ago, and he had nothing but great things to say about the Jets. Um, and he knows, I mean, he's a smart guy. He knows that he's linked to the Jets. I'm sure he's doing his research. I'm sure he's doing his homework. And and I know that it's really easy to say this, but like the, the, the connection with Nathaniel Hackett to Rodgers is really deep. And, you know, Rodgers' favorite guy in Green Bay was not LaFleur. It was not his head coach. It was his offensive coordinator at the time. And everyone comes back to the idea like, oh, well, Rodgers stunk last year. He he didn't do anything. I mean, he won back-to-back <clears throat> MVPs before the season with Nathaniel Hackett as his OC, with Devontae Adams. You, 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 Nathaniel Hackett goes to the Denver Broncos. Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders. You And I'm not saying Hackett was the reason for Aaron Rodgers' success. He was the guy that was a red zone manager. He was the offensive game planning guy. I know LaFleur called the plays, but Rodgers has a deep relationship. And there's a lot of things in football that – that a lot of people don't realize in terms of relationships. And I feel like that's a big part of football is having a connection with your coach and your players and having a feeling of, I'm going to fight for you. I, I just have that. And I, I believe Robert Sala has that in him, by the way. But listen, I think that if you look at the New York Jets and you want to compare it to the 2019 Bucks, we have a top five defense. We may not have the offensive line veterans like they did like they got some studs on that line we do have young studs that were hopeful would get healthy like abt and obviously beckton's the biggest wild card of it all uh, but we have the playmakers i mean we have the weapons and not to mention we're going to add another one in the offseason so um i just feel like if i'm rogers and i'm looking at it from the perspective of the jets have everything i need besides an o-line that they're going to uh completely revamp this offseason backed up with the top five defense why not i mean i tweeted it out a couple days ago because at that time we thought he was already on his darkness retreat. I'm like, I really hope Aaron Rodgers is sitting down, meditating in darkness with visualizing, throwing dimes to offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson, handing it off to a stud healthy Brees Hall, having his buddy with him and Nathaniel Hackett all backed up with the top five defense. Like hopefully that's what's going through Rodgers' brain when he's sitting in his isolation. <laughs> Green Bean, your thoughts. Jets look like the 2019 Buccaneers to other teams' quarterbacks? I think we could be compared. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, look, they were a quarterback. You know, they had a quarterback issue, right? And they had Bruce Arians who came in, and he had Byron Leftwich, all these guys that were known to get a lot out of out of guys. They put a lot of resources into Jameis Winston. He threw 33, inter- uh, 33 touchdowns and 33 interceptions. And they said, look, we're not going to win with this guy. It's just not real. So they brought in Tom Brady, and, and look at it. You know, Richie brings up some great points, man. I mean, the – the truth is, is Aaron Rodgers has been highly complimentary of the New York Jets. Uh, we have a good young team, and the offensive line issues aren't because we're not bringing in dudes. It was, dude, it was an epic offensive line injury season. I mean, like, look at the Jets. I could show you guys. We can go through the injuries over the years. This was actually a very healthy year for the Jets, considering. All of our, like, well, not all, but most of our injuries were concentrated to the offensive line and even more specific to the tackle position. We were on, we had six and seventh tackle and all that kind of stuff. So that's not, that's not something that happens all the time. Joe Douglas has used two first round picks in three years on offensive linemen. Uh, AVT, as we know, was, uh, I mean, he did. He was amazing last year. I mean, he, he ended up getting hurt, of course. Um, but we were looking at him as arguably, you know, all pro level. I mean, obviously, we needed the rest of the season to play. We don't know. But it looked like he was going to be in the all pro conversation. 
And, and that's the kind of stuff. Like, look, he went down, and then you know, got the Becton thing. Like, like Richie said, he's a major X factor. We don't know what the hell uh, wild card. We don't know what he's going to be, but he is coming back, and he does look healthy, and he did lose weight, and and he is only twenty three, dude. He's not thirty. You know what I mean? He's twenty three, still years old. So I think the Jets are going to bring in another guy. Uh, we still have Dwayne Brown. You know, you have, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. We're, maybe we re-signed Nate Herbig. we got to figure out the center. So there's a lot to do there. But, again, it's not like this team. Joe Douglas has put more resources into the offensive line than than probably the last three regimes, you know, three GMs combined. And so that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like injuries happen, but when Aaron Rodgers or whoever looks over here, the defense, like you said, is good, man. And 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 uh, I, I don't even want to talk about the lack of injury. It's just, it spooks me to talk about it, but that is what it is. Um, and then you, like you say, like you look at the skill guys, dude, Mike LaFleur, for whatever reason, couldn't figure out how to use Elijah Moore. Couldn't figure out how to use Denzel Mims. I think most offensive coordinators are going to look at this and go, wait a second. We weren't using these guys. Like, why not? Why weren't we mm-hmm. using them? Why, why did you make them learn three positions before he could step on the field? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing that? My hope is that you, you know, Hackett looks at these these skill guys, Garrett Wilson, the tight ends, the running backs, we're stacked. And mm-hmm. we already got most of what we need. We bring in a wide receiver or whoever else, uh, in addition to all these guys, and then the offensive line. I think we are ready to rumble, man, if we have a quarterback. Yeah, not to mention Aaron Rodgers kind of solves a lot of our problems. If you wind up getting Aaron Rodgers here, I do think you wind up restructuring C.J. Mosley. I think that in turn allows you to re-sign at least one of your two linebackers in Quincy and Quan. I think depending on who wants more and who wants the championship more, you know, might dictate who winds up actually staying. On the offensive side of the ball with Rodgers, I think... You know, a lot of us probably expect to move on from Berrios. If Rodgers comes, you probably have Cobb as your backup uh, slot then. I think Bakhtiari, the tackle from Green Bay, could definitely be coming over with Rodgers. There's also the possibility the Chargers, if they need to create some cap space, Corey Lindsley, Rodgers' former center, could wind up being a cap casualty. If there's a situation where Rodgers is going in for two years, maybe you bring in Lindsley for two years and you draft someone maybe in the mid to later rounds at center that you could also play at guard, maybe help out Tomlinson and the rest of your offensive line, but still give Rodgers the guys that he would be comfortable with uh, around him. And that's not even talking about guys like Lazard and maybe um, you know some other players that you could bring in with, with Rodgers as well. Uh, the New York Bully drops in, says, We had injuries at every key position on defense and still had a top 5D. We had injuries at every key position on offense, and we were abysmal. Our offseason needs to be focused on upgrading the offense. I mean, so much of our off, uh, offensive or lack of offensive success was predicated on the quarterback. I really think, like we heard from Woody Johnson, you swap out the quarterback, it's almost plug-and-play. You know, there's a few more pieces to to kind of iron out, but I would say you're probably having a three-win swing. I mean, if if Rodgers signs with the Jets tomorrow, I think you're probably predicting the Jets to win 12 games. Richie, am I wrong with that thought process? You're not, and that's what I always say on my channels. If we get Aaron Rodgers, this is going to be a very crazy um, anticipation for the season because this is going to be the highest expectation 
I think us as a fan base is ever going to put on our team heading into the year because what was our mm-hmm. expectation heading into this season? It was play meaningful games in December, show that we were showing significant improvement. But guess what? We did that. Unfortunately, we lost every single one of those meaningful games in December, right? And that's a failure, but we still got there. And we were still in the playoff hunt all the way until the the second to last week of the season. It only took until the final week until we're officially eliminated, and that's a plus. So I'm just bringing you guys the facts of where our mindset overall as the majority of the fan base were. We weren't expecting playoffs. We We were hopeful. Like, if we get the playoffs, that'd be great. And I'm talking about August, right? Um, so now, fast forward to this coming August with Aaron Rodgers at training camp. I mean, Ryan, me and you were at training camp. Can you imagine <laughs> we were there and Aaron Rodgers is there, the buzz, what it would be like? I mean, training camp is off the charts with freaking, you know, a year or two Zach Wilson. Can you imagine what Aaron Rodgers would do? So the expectations are going to be so freaking high to the point where it's kind of worrying me because we're not used to that. We're a fan base that's used to, like, expectations are here and we're we, we let's exceed them that'd be great like if we set the bar high which we will have to i mean if you get aaron Rodgers, the expectations will be to win the division and i'm gonna say that and i'm not saying if we make the wild card as a playoff i'm gonna be pissed off but i will say this ryan and green bean that if we get aaron Rodgers, i have confidence that we can win the freaking afc east want to know why because the buffalo bills do not scare me at all. Nope. I think mm-hmm. we can sweep them with Aaron Rodgers, and I think that we can take a run for the money. I think the Dolphins and the Patriots are getting better, and I think that the, the Bills, I mean, Josh Allen's money's getting getting uh, hit soon. They're not going to be able to bring back a lot of their guys. They're getting older. They're, like Their window was to win this past season, and mm-hmm. I'm not too sure how, how much better the Buffalo Bills are going to get. So give me Aaron Rodgers. Expectation, Ryan, they're through the roof. And us as a fan base, it's going to be like, Wait, what are the, what is this? I never experienced these expectations before. And I bet you all the media as well, like the national media, they're gonna put expectations on us as well. They're gonna be someone saying, like, I got the Jets to win the Super Bowl this year. And we're gonna be like, What? You have us like winning the Super Bowl? You damn like, right you have thing, us. Guys. Like that's gonna be a thing. Like we're gonna hear this guy hopping on the bandwagon, and then this guy hopping on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And this is before we play. This is before week one. So prepare yourself for that if we do get Aaron Rodgers, and I hope all that does happen. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we win the division if we get Rodgers. I'm not afraid of Buffalo. The fact that Zach Wilson, on a beautiful day without AVT and Brees Hall, threw for 150 yards and one touchdown and beat the Bills, yeah, I think Rodgers can can come in and do at least as much damage. Uh, yeah, Greenby, what do you think about this? You think we, we got to focus on the offensive side of the ball, or you think it's more so just the quarterback, plug and play, and then maybe just a few pieces here and there? And real quick, just – just about the Bills thought, I just love how our defense looked against that Buffalo Bills offense with Josh Allen. And mm-hmm. that's the reason why I think we can sweep them and at least beat them once again because of how good our defense plays against Josh Allen. Josh Allen's two worst games of the season came against the Jets. And that's why mm-hmm. I got confidence in the division. doesn't matter who a quarterback is. Yeah, and not to mention the uh, that whole like Bills team right now. You mentioned the cap hit. Allen's cap hit is starting to go up. I think it's $39 million next year. But, like, they have a ton of free agents. There is a lot of players that have to come back. I'm with you, Richie. I think they missed their window. I think this was the last year before, you know, it gets really, really tough to win. You don't normally win with a high percentage of your cap tied up in quarterback. I think no one's ever won over 12%, but I'd have to look at Mahomes' contract because I feel like he may have just done that. Um, let me pull it up while I'm Mahomes talking about it. Yeah, he is. So he had, yeah, so this year, this is the highest it's ever been. 
Uh, 17% of the team's salary cap was tied up in Mahomes. I'm pretty sure that's the highest it's ever been. I think Stafford's cap hit was a lot lower because it was the first year of his deal. And the first two years of Mahomes' deal, too, 2.4% of the cap, 4% of the cap, this was the one that jumped up at 17%. So for them to win with him, it's it's impressive. Really impressive. Uh, Greenbean, what do you think? We need the quarterback? Well, yeah, I mean... Um... Uh, but I'm I'm with it, dude. Like Buffalo doesn't scare me, and they, look, they, their main strength has been their ability to keep everybody together. There are there are the larger core of their team, particularly on defense, has been together for like five years. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. a lot, man. That's especially in today's NFL, four or five years together, six in some instances. Uh, that's that's a lot. They're gonna start losing guys soon. Like that that core is gonna start. They can't continue. They can't pay everybody, so it's mm-hmm. going to start. They're gonna start losing guys. You saw Dable left, and that hit them. In my opinion, I think Dable, his presence um, was important as well. Slowly but surely, uh, you know they were not dominant, man. They they weren't. Like was said, you know we beat them, and then the second game. If we had a quarterback, dude, you know, and, and if C.J. Mosley didn't have that freak out and jump over the line that on fourth down, like that crazy, uh-huh. remember that? He was like, ah, he just kind of freaked out. Uh-huh. Um, I'm but, Troy Polamalu. I got it. Ugh. Yeah. But it was zero. <laughs> dude, if he didn't do that, it's zero, zero going into the half. That that led to points, that that uh, uh-huh. that penalty. They were going to punt, you know. So anyway, it's they were we were right in their league, for lack of a better term. Uh, without a quarterback, if we have a quarterback, and even if it's on the level of somebody who can, you know, from time to time win the game for you, like actually rise and be the best player on the field, you know, forget about it. I, I think that we can absolutely win the AFC East as far as the, you know, the resources and everything. Yeah, I think quarterback, look, you, everything, you know, ends, you know, begins and ends with quarterback. You don't do that. Everything else we do is going to be moot in many respects. Uh, get the quarterback done. Make sure the offensive line is intact and whatever you have left, get, get yourself a, a free safety, get yourself a nice run-stuffing defensive tackle uh, and those types of things. But quarterback, offensive line, if you don't get that done, eh, everything else might suffer and will suffer. So I think that's where our focus should be. Donald Johnson drops in and says, so did we get rid of Strebler? No, we signed him to a reserve contract, I'm pretty sure, um, for a year. So he should be under contract. Uh, Mutt Viles drops in and says, Greenbean, I love you, bro. Thank you, Fitz Tricks. Every ta- uh, every team and fan base, and we went 6-10 and 10 with him. I was crazy for saying, don't bring, uh, what do you say? I'm uh, crazy for saying, don't bring him in. Look at what happened. He is trash and hate that. He has our records. I yeah, I think he has the touchdown record, right? He doesn't have he doesn't have the yardage record. He just missed the four thousand yard mark. Just missed it. Yeah, he's got our touchdowns, right? But I'm with you, Mutt Files. I hate that he owns anything. It's like that's how bad we are. A, a mm. journeyman, uh-huh. Fitzpatrick has our. Re- it's like, oh my god, dude. Like uh, the comment before, we haven't beaten Namath's record, and he did, dude. That's only four thousand yards, by the way. In Fourteen Carl games every year. <laughs> we had three extra games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He did it in 14 games. But like Carr does that pretty much every year, everybody. I just want you to know that. Like if if there are cars here, that shit's that's, that's in the past. We're not talking about that anymore. It's gone. I think Rodgers would do it too, but that's what we have to remember. When we're out here complaining about these quarterbacks and cold weather and whatever else, uh, by the way, he's thrown for just about four thousand yards almost every year of his career. 
We can we could use that. Dom C drops in, says Ryan Green Bay has to swallow a huge dead cap hit this year if they move on from Aaron Rodgers. My guess they prefer the first rounder in 2024 when paying an extra first round rookie will be a lot more palpable. Um I disagree. I think they want the 13th pick now because if they take the pick in 24, it's going to be in the mid to late 20s. Uh, And even if it's a big cap hit now, it wouldn't shock me if Rodgers somehow negotiated his... Actually, I don't even know if it's... I wonder if there's a way for him to manipulate his dead cap hit so that way the dead cap hit that winds up hitting the the Packers post-June 1st, if he could make that happen pre-June 1st, or if it's just going to have to be a handshake deal, and that's what winds up happening, and I think no one's going to, you know, break it. Um, But I would be shocked if they did not want the first-round pick this year. I I think at the very least, if I'm the Raiders or I'm the Titans, I'm offering them my second-round pick, and the Jets can't beat that without giving up substantially more picks. Um, I don't know. Greenbean, you think uh, the the Packers would prefer a first in 2024 instead? Well, I mean, Don, yeah, Dom's point is interesting, you know. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, the dead cap and, and all that is is pretty extreme, right? We were looking at that mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Um, I don't know. I think a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, man. I think, you know, you, know, you, you take what you can get now. I think they're going to want the 13th pick, and I think you don't let that stand in your way. You know, if you got to give them the 13th pick, you give them the 13th pick. You know, that's, that's what mm-hmm. I think. Um, I'd rather not. Don't get me wrong. And if we can push that till next year, sure, fine, great. Because then you don't know what you can add later. And um, but uh, I think they're going to want it. That's that's just me. I I, I think they're going to want uh, the 13th pick. Kind of give Jordan Love everything that they can. Because that I would imagine that's the guy, right? They traded up to get yeah. him in the first round a few years ago. They've been grooming him. He's their guy. Uh, so I think they're going to want to give him everything they can. Yeah, I would be surprised if they did not want to surround him with as much talent as humanly possible by getting that first-round pick this year. Uh, Richie, what do you think? you think uh, Packers prefer the first next year because of cap uh, issues? I don't think the cap issue is going to have anything to do with it. I think it's going to be Joe Douglas saying, listen, this is what's going to happen. We're keeping our 13th pick, and you're giving us Aaron Rodgers. I mean, based off what we've seen from Joe Douglas, that's what that's what he's been doing, baby. So I all my trust in Joey Magic Douglas. But no, all joking aside – um, I would really like to see the Jets be able to pull off a trade without giving up that ter- 13th pick, but it's definitely likely. And I'd sacrifice that pick for uh, for Aaron Rodgers any day of the week. I mean, we were talking about bringing in a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I don't need to list all his accolades. You guys know how good this man is. Don't let the age fear you guys, please, because in my opinion, quarterbacks get better with age, some of get better with age, some of them, because the quarterback position is way more mental than people think. You know, your physical abilities, Aaron Rodgers is one of the most physically talented quarterbacks, and he's still got it, 100%. And he's more wise than he's ever been, and that's what the quarterback position does. I mean, I know you can't really compare A-Rod to Brady, but Brady at 39, 40 years old was playing like his best football of his career, um, at least one of his best seasons. I mean, he's been good every season, but I don't know, man. I think that giving up the 13th overall pick is worth it, uh, but I would like to see – the Jets kind of uh, figure out a way to not give up that 13th pick. But I don't really think from Green Bay's perspective, they're worried about, you know, okay, 
We're going to hold on. We're going to do it for next year just because of cap reasons. I agree with you guys. If you want to get as much talent this year to build around your young quarterback to make sure when Jordan Love steps on the field, he's getting all the weapons. Unless the Packers want that 13th pick so they can draft another quarterback and not surround Jordan Love with talent like they should have done in the first place with not even drafting Jordan Love and surrounding Aaron Rodgers with talent. But we're not going to go at We're not going to go into that. Crazy. Uh, Alex, or uh, sorry, Tony Alexio drops in and says, Janet Jackson was the best Super Bowl halftime show uh, with the clothing malfunction. Yeah, I was one of yeah. two people at the Super Bowl party. I was in middle school, and I remember being like, oh, that that was interesting. I didn't I didn't know that was going to happen. And then it was like this whole big news thing. I think I was in middle school when the whole thing went down. Uh, Steve Rose says, not true. Bills have no dead cap space, and they will just restructure Allen like Kansas City and Mahomes. Buffalo's cap is in great shape for the next several years. Their GM is one of the best. Uh, let's take a look at the Bills salary cap space. Where am I looking? Um, all right. So right now, Bills are $16 million, 16.7 over the cap. They have $35 million in salary cap in 2024. Um yeah, I mean, you can move Allen's cap hit a little bit, but it's they're still not in great great cap shape. They only have, I mean, they have 52 players under contract, but I feel like there's some big names that they would probably want to bring back. Poyer, Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, I guess maybe not all of them. They'll draft well, I'm sure. I don't know. I just, I, I feel like when you get that high of a cap hit for a quarterback, it starts getting substantially tougher. Um Restructuring, I guess, allows you to to free up a little bit of that. I don't know, Greenbean. You think uh, Buffalo has seen the the best days already, or do you think they're on the downturn now? Well, I think uh, I think they're blowing it. I think they're missing their window, and that doesn't mean that they're not going to be a good team. I think that they were supposed to this last two years. They were built for this, and I think mm -hmm. where they could be cresting right now and uh again dude if the team if we're beating them already and we're kind of in the early stages of our robert sala joe douglas rebuild here um i think that doesn't necessarily bode well for them and look they're they're disappointing man you know josh allen as good as he can be he's a chokester and he, he always has been there was only that one year i think it was his third year he threw 37 uh, touchdowns. He didn't choke. Like he kind of put that to bed that year. This year, it all started up again. He chokes, man. He makes big mistakes at the exact wrong time. He fumbles. He throws picks in the end zone. All those kinds of things. And uh, and you know, uh, if they start losing guys like a Poyer, like Milano, like like those kinds of guys, I think you're going to start to see their you know chinks in their armor. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm cautious to say that they're not still the class of the AFC East. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm there yet, but I think if we get a quarterback, we're going to lump them up something good. They're going to walk out of our building with fat lips, and we'll see where it goes like from that. there. I like it. I like it. Uh, Donald drops in and says, hey, Ryan Greenbean, can you make me a mod? Um, I'm so bad at my moderator game. The only people that I think are mods in my live chats are people that actually have youtube channels <laughs> like uh, like our content creators yeah. just so everyone looks like a little different and be like oh that's who that is in the chat yeah. <laughs> um so maybe i'll maybe i'll rework some of my mods and see what happens so you shall see donald uh blitz crew says thoughts on pocket from the browns for center uh void i don't think he's got a void here i just tried looking it up um he's 
got he's on a one year deal. It's a one million dollar contract this past year. Uh, he's a restri- or he's an unrestricted free agent. His over the cap valuation puts him at five point two million dollars. Um, let me just see what they have him at for. Let's see. Market value on Spot Track has him at seven point two million dollars a year. Yeah, I don't mind bringing in a cheaper version of you know, maybe McGovern. The best thing about McGovern was just that he was healthy and available. I mean, outside of that, I really didn't particularly care for McGovern. I thought he left a lot to be desired as far as like a nasty lineman. Like I want someone getting in the other team's face when they hit our quarterback. And that just was not McGovern for me. Um, so I don't know a whole lot about pocket from the Browns. Um, Richie or Greenbean, do either of you guys know anything about the center from uh, Cleveland? Well, well yeah, I mean, the center market is definitely uh, an interesting one because Connor McGovern, ironically, is the best center on the market. And he's ours. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I haven't really done my my homework on the center market, really, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I know that he was on the Browns, and I know that the Browns have a great offensive line. So if he does become available, I know he's 27 years old. So he's not like he's up there in age to the point where we can't bring him in. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it. I feel like the Jets... You know, I'm curious. How do you guys feel about McGovern? Like, would you want them to resign him? Like, do you like completely let, walk out the door? Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Like, how do you guys feel about McGovern? I feel like it's. Interesting. I would. I think it depends. I think if you get Rodgers, I think you go to McGovern. You say, "Hey, look, we're trying to win a ring for the next two years. If you want to come back, we'll take you on a discount. If not, you know, best luck to you. I understand. You know, go hit free agency, make as much money as you can while you can. No issues with that whatsoever. Um, I think I like him because he's just been available. I, that, that's really it to me. Um, if you get him back for $10 million a year and you don't have to pay him the 12 or $13 million a year that you think he may get on the open market, maybe that's enough. I don't think I want him here more than a year or two, and I think he can get a better contract maybe elsewhere. Greenbean, what about you? McGovern. Well, looking at just real quick, looking at the Cleveland Center market value. I mean, you know, Connor McGovern's market value is thirteen point five million. I think. Ooh, it's gone up. This this guy is seven point four. Mm-hmm. So that's a oh seven point two. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, you know these aren't solid or you know in stone or anything. That's just a kind of an estimation um, by Spot Track, but they're pretty good each year. And I think if you could save you know, four or five million dollars and get, you know, top level play. I think it's a smart move. You know, it's a very, very smart move. Um, I don't know. That money I may think, save you to get Quincy or Quan back too. That's right. That's right. You know, but I, I don't know. Think about this. Let's say we don't take either one of them and we just draft Schmitz in the second round. You know what I mean? Now, Do that. You pay him second round chump change for the next four years. Uh, that well, depends nice what you too, give right? up for Rodgers, right? Like if you give up the first, I think you use the second on the center if you can get him. Um, if you wind up giving up like the second, I feel like there's almost a situation where I'd like to trade down from 13 and just get more picks in like the yeah. second and third round. Totally. I don't know. I haven't really fallen in love with a player at 13 yet. Well, no. And you know what's interesting about that too is that like, look, if if we're sh- you know, a lot of people think we're shooting for a tackle there, right? So you have you have these names, you know. You have Paris Johnson, you have uh, Skaronsky, you got um, you got uh, Broderick Jones, and and but like the 
really it's kind of a two-man race, right? So if you have the next three guys kind of in that next tier, you know, you know, if, if you have them all kind of rated the same, then slide back five spots, gain another mm-hmm. second, gain another third, whatever you can do, and then take, you know, either one of them, you know, whatever guy's there. Because I don't know, Broderick Jones, what I'm learning about him is it looks like it might take him a little while. You know what I mean? Like he's not necessarily uh, plug and play ready in many people's eyes, you know? And I've I was watching him, him somewhere around that like 20 to 25 range. Yeah. So if you slide back, Ryan, you know, and, and you gain a, let's say you slide back six spots, you gain a second round pick mm-hmm. and then you take your tackle. You know what I mean? Like why, you know, so you might, you might be wise to do that. And the one thing that we know is that Joe Douglas isn't exactly afraid to trade uh, during the draft. You know, he's, I mean, he's done it every single draft. He has not stayed put uh, ever. You know, I mean, obviously some picks, yeah, but he's moved either up or back every single draft. So I think that, um, you know, we could we could expect that, you know. You know, look, you know, guys, you know, there's a few guys in that second round range that I think uh, might be just as uh, impactful as Broderick Jones, you know. So there's there's a few tackles that, that, that we might like there. And, um, you know, sliding back to the 20s, and then getting, you know, getting that extra second. So then you can do, let's say you get the extra second. So you take, you know, Anton Harrison at 22 uh, or 20, pick 20, whatever it is, a tackle. And then you take uh, John Michael Schmitz with your, you know, and then you can get a safety. Let's say Jordan Battle is there, you know, mm-hmm. and then you can with that extra second. You know, now we're talking, baby. Now we're playing with fire. You see what I mean? So you can do mm-hmm. all that stuff. And Joe Douglas has proven to be pretty proficient, man, uh, moving up and down the drafts. So it's going to be exciting, I, I, I think. I think we'll, we'll, we'll see some excitement and we'll play it well. In Joe, we trust. Uh, Sorless 76 celebrates 24 months of membership. Thank you so much. Uh, he says, who's a non-quarterback we should trade for this offseason? Ooh. Um, hmm. I'll be honest. I don't know offhand trade targets um uh, <coughs> I, th- I feel like the ones that'll pop up are like hopkins people want to talk about um yeah because that's tricky lineman's the only one like, if you could trade a lot of people that are on the market let's say this let's say you you get rogers for like the second this year and a first next year and then there's a situation where orlando orlando uh brown becomes available do you give up 13 to get the 26-year-old tackle from the Chiefs, knowing he can play left and right tackle? Or do you, you know, stick to your guns and take the pick at, you know, 13? Like, if you could trade 13 for a legitimate, you know, superstar tackle, would you do it? Either one of you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, go on, Richie. What do you think, Greenbean? You I'm going to shoot real straight with you guys. I didn't, I wasn't listening. I was reading the chat. <laughs> okay. So let's say Orlando Brown got me back in this. Orlando was, Brown him. for the Chiefs. Orlando Brown. Yeah. He's, he's the left tackle for the Chiefs. He, is, he was franchised this past year. He's due a massive amount of money. In a situation where they were to tag and trade him, would you be willing to give up the 13th pick for? A superstar tackle like maybe it's not him maybe it's someone else but like would you yeah. give up the 13th pick for a high-priced good tackle 
You know what I'd like to see the Jets do? Is be the team that mysteriously is able to pay every like we bring in Aaron Rodgers for forty eight million. We we trade the thirteenth pick for Orlando Brown, and he gets twenty mil. And then we fucking dump. We heap twenty four per on Quinnen. We keep mm-hmm. Quincy Quan, CJ. Right? Why can't we be that team? Teams do that shit. I want mm-hmm. to see us figure that stuff out i'd like to see that happen uh now that's just to your point though i think um you know i would happily trade i mean look look at last year you saw aj brown was a first round pick trade in the draft last year you think they're happy Mm -hmm. about that i think they're pretty psyched about that uh who else was there there was another one maybe hollywood brown was another one i don't know how he hollywood was he wound up going to arizona he didn't Um, do so good no, not so good. And then Debo and Metcalf did not get traded. Maybe, right. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'd be open to it. I mean, look, a couple of years ago, let me let me give you guys uh, just a brief uh, recent history lesson. Trent Green was on the um, uh, was on the skins, right? And he didn't want to play for the – he didn't want to play. He said, this organization is garbage. The medical staff tried to kill me. Remember, he said, I'm not doing it. I don't trust anybody in this building. And he sat out all year. Trent Williams. What I say, Trent Green. You said Trent Green. Quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard myself yeah, say Trent, that. Trent, Trent Williams. I was like, hey, yeah, I, was like, I don't remember him <laughs> playing on the Redskins. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is this guy talking about? Wait a second. Uh, anyway, so my sorry. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, so the there was we talked about it ad nauseum. There was there mm-hmm. were two off seasons where Jets fans, oh, we should trade for Green. I'm fucking Green again. Look at me. I don't know what's wrong with me. Something's wrong with my brain. Trent Williams. I'm saying Trent Green. Yeah, left tackle. So the night, and there were so many Jets fans saying the guy's washed up. He's a problem. Mm -hmm. Blah 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 blah. Nobody wanted him. The Niners gave a fourth round pick, and he's quite literally discussed as the top left tackle in the entire game. And he made Lincoln Tomlinson look like an all-pro last year, two years ago. That's what happened, Ryan. Bastard. That's what happened. That bastard. Uh, So I'd like – so if you have an idea – like, look, the draft is a crapshoot, right? The benefit of the draft is the contracts, right? The money that you're putting. That's the benefit. You get these young, hungry players at lower prices. That's the great thing about the draft. But I'll tell you, man, there's a lot to be said for already knowing which guys can hang in the NFL, man, because shit, busts, they happen constantly, and they seem to happen a lot around here. So I would be willing to do that. I'd be willing to trade our 13th pick. Cafe, by the way. Yeah. Says, uh, what, no Matty Ice on the list? No, I think Matty Ice either retires or he goes to San Francisco. I think San Francisco needs a veteran backup quarterback. And I think there's a nice shot that he ends up there. He's played with Shanahan in Atlanta. I think he can take the vet minimum. He's due $12 million from the Colts anyway. The Colts are going to cut him to save some cap space. He could take the vet min contract and still get $12 million a year to be like the fallback option in case Lance sucks and Purdy is not ready to go. I don't think they run it back. Um, you know, with just the two kids, Donald Johnson says McGovern doesn't protect the quarterback. Yeah, I uh, the the one play that really irks me is when uh, it was the the rookie year with Zach, where the Patriots hit Zach low and there was just everyone walked away from Zach. That to me was like 
the something's not right here moment. Uh, Richie, did you do you remember seeing that? Say that again. What which game? When Zach got hit low against the Patriots his rookie year, the the, the play he got hurt. It was like two plays back yeah. to back, and he got hit on like not great plays and our offensive line did not get in anyone's face. They just walked away. Yeah. I mean, you see a lot of, a lot of quarterbacks, uh, even this past season, when they get hit their O line, they're, they're backing them up. And that tells you a lot. And I feel like we've seen a lot of issues with this whole situation with Zach Wilson of his teammates, not backing them up Mm. inside sources. Mm -hmm. You got this guy coming out with sources. This guy said this in the locker room. Oh, they're, they're Mm -hmm. benching Zach because the players don't even like Zach. I mean, it's just been really much of a nightmare. I mean, you think about it two years ago when we drafted the kid second overall. And then if you, if someone told you when we drafted him exactly what was going to happen, we'd all say, Oh fuck, here we go again. So it's like, God damn it, right? Like, <laughs> Brutal. If we could all do it over again. Oh, wow. It's 10 o'clock. Uh, Green Bean, uh, do you have our qualifiers for our T-shirt giveaway? I do. I'm ready. Let me um, throw one more in there, and uh, but yeah. I'm ready. Richie, could you do me a favor and go to last week's Talking Jets oh. panel? I'm going to have you Got pick it. five T-shirt qualifiers. And then... Uh, we actually did a little bonus qualifier action if you tuned into the Monday show with uh, Tyson from Let's Talk Jets Radio. I just got to pull up their video, see where that is. Got it. So I'm going into the comments. Yeah. Oh, Steve Rose, hey. you're the last. You're the last guy to, from the chat. Steve Rose. Steve Rose. Is, do they have to comment a specific thing? Nope, could be anyone. Uh, Greenbean, I got a few for you right here. Chopped right, liver. Ready. Chopped liver. Yep. All right. Um, we got Valon, V-A-L-L-O-N. Oh, nope, sorry. He didn't say, he said Seth Ryan, not Ryan. <laughs> Hulk smash hey. your mom. Hulk smash your mom. Hey, somebody's in the chat saying you skipped their super chat. I don't know if that's real. Is Adam it the Matt Donald one? Upset. This one? I don't know. That, who, who said it? Let's see. Uh, Adam S. says, Ryan always. So not only tonight, man. You oh, you know what? I missed it. It was the it was the member super chat. It doesn't highlight on my side. That's why. Hold on. I'll get it. Sorry, I dude. You, Adam. you pain in the ass. Yeah, good, good catch. I'm just Where kidding. Where is Adam. it? You're a friendly guy. <sighs> I hate that it doesn't highlight on this side. All right. He said, oh, any Man chance Rogers. his as well. We got to. We got a mutant. Who? Ryan. What's happening? Who? V Man. Who? Two three nine seven. Two nine three nine seven. The hell did V Man send in? I always get V Mans. Oh, he did. He says, "Richie, check out the tweet I sent you." Damn, I'm all over the place today. Yeah, I checked my Twitter. By the way, I haven't seen it. Denon too. Man, I missed Denon too. What the heck? Denon said, "Why trade valuable picks for Rogers, who will be here for at most two years? Sign Carr, give up zero picks, uh, and you have him for way longer." keep and build the team it, for car you're paying in salary cap as opposed to draft picks with rogers he's actually more flexible from a financial standpoint for these next two years uh, and then i saw another chat in here from adam s saying any chance rogers plays more than two years is a bonus 
Uh, if he does play more than two years, we would have to restructure his contract because he's not guaranteed any money those final two years of the deal. They're just sham years. It's almost like void years. Um, yeah. So you'd have to restructure. You, I, I don't know what you do, but I'm as long as he wants to play, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good with it. Yeah, right. There's a chance, too. Why not? Sure. He might. Like, let's say Rodgers comes here and we win two Super Bowls and everybody's love fest and we're you know what i mean garrett wilson everybody loves each other sauce mm -hmm. and why not stick around right yeah i think so you could always uh i feel like it's there's excitement right like especially if you get close to possibly uh winning a ring uh yeah. high lost boy is another one green bean sorry i'm just trying to oh high lost boy and that's it? it we only had three qualifiers from the tyson stream man i'm losing my touch yeah. What's Richie got? You got anybody? Am I picking people from the comments? You're doing five people from last week's Talking Jets panel. All right. Am I ready to go? Go yep. for it. First one's my man, Rich. Rich. Got it. All right. Nice. That's my guy, Rich. Uh, we're going to go with Raw Power. Raw Power. That's how I got uh, Baby Shea. We're going to go with Raw uh, Power, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was nice. Uh, that was good, I'm glad man. you caught that, Green Bean. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice. All right, Mark, uh, Mark Ferraro, my man. Shout ooh, out to Mark. Good one. Yep. Uh, this is tough, man. J Man Hop. J I think J Man Hop's in here tonight, too think and kenneth guffey is that five? Ooh, i like it perfect all right we get to do a little odds or evens action three two one wait i'm coming here we got a two that's a five it's a six we got an even wait who put who put that somebody's playing with the system someone's here. screwing who? with it it's it's uh rusty spooner through a through a winner rusty in there spooner you know what, Rusty? One more. You're, a, you're you're actually a legit qualifier. Do that shit again. I'm taking you out. <laughs> you're done. You're out of here. Green Bean's the bouncer tonight. That's what's yeah. happening. He's throwing you out of this but club. <laughs> you know what, though? But I'll add Hawk. Hawk won. For, I'll, I'll add Hawk to it. All right, there I we like go. it. Okay. I like it. Hawk, Hawk can what? play. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do we three. get? Uh, we got a six. Right. You got to cross off the evens. All right. Evens. Okay. Joe S., you're out. He doesn't like Derek Carr, so that's why that, that happened to you. <laughs> Balls B. Hurton is out. Edward Stewart is out. Uh, DeJuice oh, Main is out. Retire, Rusty Spooner, you're gone. Uh, <laughs> Chopped liver and organically. Chopped liver's out. Hulk smash, your mom is gone. Your boy Rich is gone. Your boy oh. Mark Ferraro is gone. Kenneth Duffy wow. is gone. Okay. Got a whole bunch left. All right. All right, three, two, one. That's nine, ten, eleven. Odd. Odds. Okay, Ethan is gone. Ethan G. Uh, Carrie Pickroad, you're gone. A fungus among us is gone. A Valen <laughs> is gone. Raw power <laughs> is gone. And Hawk, you're out. All right, one, two, three, four, five left. All right, three, two, one. Ooh, four. All right, even. So uh, Dino is out. High Lost Boy is out. 
two, four. Yep, so three left. Down to three. Chat, give us a number plus us. Three, two, one. We got an eight plus a four. Twelve. All right, so that leaves one. So Steve Ross, Rose is out. There are two. Edward Ooh. Stewart and J-Man Hop. Oh, man. All right, first one after V-Man's three. So it's going to be Gangrene's uh, number seven. Plus whatever we throw up. Three, two, one. It's a five, five plus seven. That's some number that isn't even. It's 12. Perfect. All right, Ed Stewart, you're the winner, buddy. You yeah. win, Edward Stewart. Yeah, Ed, congratulations. What's up, dude? Good stuff. Right reach there. out to me on Gmail. I'm pretty sure you've reached out to me before, so definitely uh, reach out again. I'll send you a shirt. Uh, but we have oh, reached Ed. the end of oh, our panel, boys and girls. Let's go around, give our closing thoughts. Richie, thanks so much for subbing in for Matt tonight. As always, man, I'm hopeful I was able to sub in for the one and only, the legend, Matt O'Leary. Hope you're doing well, Matt. And it's always a pleasure coming on here talking with Green Bean, with you, Ryan. You do an excellent job hosting this. And I feel, uh, I feel finally I was able to make a show because you've always asked me, hey, Rich, you want to come to the panel? I'm like, yeah, I want to come to the panel, but I can't because I got this going on. So luckily I was able to, to, to make it tonight. Always a pleasure to hop on, man. It's a lot of fun. You have a phenomenal show, great audience. Shout out to everybody in the chat. You guys are awesome. I mean, the stuff that you bring to the Jets community, not – I would not be able to do what I do. Green Bean, Ryan, Matt O'Leary, all the guys, all the fellas that create the best content here that we could possibly do on YouTube would not be possible with all the activity in the chat, with all the like buttons that you hit, with all the donations that you so kindly give to um, us Jets content creators. So I want to say thank you guys because this is just so awesome. I'm in like year three or four doing this. I don't even know anymore. And it's just, it was just really, you know, humbling that we have such an awesome community that it kind of feels like a family, even though we don't know each other um, in person. I mean, we've met each other here and there at a game and at training camp, but like all of our relationships and friendships really come from virtually and just seeing a name on a, on a live chat. Like, oh, I know that guy's name or profile picture and I'm going to talk to you. So at the end mm -hmm. of the day, man, we're all in this together. We're all big gigantic Jets family and I want to say thank you all for tuning in to this amazing show that Ryan hosts and Green Banner Ryan always a pleasure talking Jets with you fellas love having you on I mean I, I the chat you guys make it possible I remember calling Mutt Vile's multivitamins for like months yeah. <laughs> forever. couldn't get his yeah. name down for the life of me <laughs> oh and he sends it a I super chat I say it right he <laughs> multivitamins drops in he goes great show Richie I'm coming for you soon lol J-E-T-S uh, so you better watch out there. Green Bean, any last words for our panel? Well, I just want to say that was that was beautiful. What what Richie just said, man. That was that was great. I and I feel the same way. It's a it's a cool thing we have here, man. It, it's really it's something else. When I was in high school, like we didn't have all this shit. It was just me and my three Jets fan friends. Like that's it. And then that's all I had. <laughs> and a sea of fucking Giants fit. Blue was everywhere. Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> So it's real nice, but uh, yeah, you know what, guys? We're gonna do. I'm inspired. So let, we're gonna we'll do a half hour hang. Uh, after this, we'll just at 10:30 we'll jump on on Green Bean Jets fan and we'll shoot the shit, talk a little Derek Carr, a little Joe Klecko, a little Darrell Revis, uh, for a little while for the after hours Jets Fest tonight. Immediately following this stream. I love it. Chat, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out. If we earned a like, uh, if not, maybe we'll see you back here next week. Hit and maybe that we can thumbs up button. Are you kidding me? If you didn't enjoy the show, 
you better hit that like button. Want to give a big shout out to my man Hawk in the chat. I appreciate you, Hawk. And everybody there else. There he goes. Love it. Boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you and talking Jets. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S. I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Under pressure, sacked by Quentin Williams. Right side, Matthew Salas got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one, the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing in the locker. Touchdown, Jets!